Welcome back to the Attack Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Fish in a Barrel, Jay. Joining always is my co-host, a mouse in a trap, Z. How are we doing, Izzy? Um, I'm doing all right. Welcome back. Why do I have to be the f- mouse? Because that's the way I fucking wrote it. I thought I fished the barrel first, and I was like, well, there's no other real phrase that's like <laughs> this. I already did the bird in the hand thing. What's the other one? I can't think of it now. But I'm, I'm fairly well, so then what I, I'm pretty sure there is, but... You said I See, know. See, but I'm one. already trapped. The fish in the barrel at least have a chance of not being shot. Yeah, but they're trapped. They're not going to escape. It's like no, Westworld. There's an illusion. It's, it's, it, yes, it's all an illusion. But I'm I'm well. That's good. glad to be back. How'd you How'd you all fare without me? I think we fared pretty well. That's good. Hope anybody liked it. Jeff seemed to do quite good. From what I know. Good on quite you, well. Quite well. You're right. Superman does good. I mean, you say that, but I'm right. So anyway, I, you know, I found myself oh, doing that now. Good. I correct people to say well when they should say well. You mean like, good oh, when they say well? You said well when they said well. Well when they mean well when they mean well. Well instead of good. Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm fucking saying. Okay, I just want to make sure you're clear. I'm like, no, I'm the very thing I swore to destroy. That's what I want. It's like, um, what's his name? The Onion Knight from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Sir Devos. Yes. Where in, like, season two or whatever, Stannis corrects him to say fewer. fewer and then he, he starts doing that. He corrects John, right? Yeah, at some point he corrects John to say fewer instead of... That's one that does actually bother me as well, though. That is a good one to, to keep in mind, because it does sound right. I like doing uh, the you and I. Yeah, that, that one as well. That one really does... Yeah, there's a couple of them that will actually... You can kind of notice if it's if it's egregious. But yeah, yeah. See, I'm here. That's good. See, let's talk about some things. Let's talk about some things. You know what? You know, see, we didn't, we didn't kind of rambling with Jeff. He was right into the topics right after the opener. We have about two minutes And the magic rambling. wasn't there, was it? It I, wasn't the same. There was some magic. And that's why we're hearing. Same with Colin. Not as much rambling. It's this magical combo of the axe that gets us... That's just... just pure nonsense. And oh, yeah. That's what we're here for. And, and Jeff and I recorded at a reasonable hour in the afternoon. <laughs> Man, that's I didn't crazy. have to fight him tooth and nail to start. <laughs> like, like, literally tooth and nail. Tr- like, begging, pleading <laughs> to start. On yeah, time. but how many things does he... How many important things does he have to say? Yeah. Alright, we watched The Gray Man, and it wasn't good, and I didn't pay attention at all. <laughs> yeah, we probably didn't... Do, so... We watched it together just here in the comfort of my home uh, because it's a streaming movie. That's the only option that was really available to us. And, and that's like, you know what? I prefer it. Didn't well, pay yeah, for it's anything. pretty fun. That's true. You had to pay for nothing. I didn't get my commemorative bucket, which is always a shame, but. You know, it's wild. Is that we kind of had a theater theatrics moment in your basement during this movie. When yeah. I <laughs> did a bit of a theater <laughs> You caused a bit of theatrics here. I did. Amongst us. So we may have done a disservice in that sense because we didn't feel obligated to be quiet at all. Or pay attention, and we just. But I don't. I don't think it was good. I mean, we watch lots of movies together where we do pay attention and are quiet yeah. because it's good. Like Snatch. Like Snatch or Tenet. Inception. Inception. We watch lots of movies. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. We that was a, yeah precisely. This was not that. It was just fine. I mean, it wasn't egregious, but it, it wasn't was just, horrible. It was just like a Netflix movie where they're like, yeah. let's, let's get as many famous people as we can and make the most cookie-cutter movie we can. Yeah, you've, yeah, you've pretty much nailed it right in the head there. And I don't know, I guess I was expecting a little more from it at a certain point. I, I remember being excited for this movie at one point. I was mildly excited. And then as it got closer, it just seemed entirely unexceptional. And that's what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, in all senses. So, yeah. Ryan Gosling plays a CIA agent called Sierra Six. He's just a James Bond fucker. We never learned what Sierra stands for. I was asking the whole time. Every time I said, Jack, I said, what's Sierra stand for? And I said, I, I don't know. I truly don't know. I didn't write this movie. And then he f- meets... You never learn his name, which I guess is fun. That's like a thing to do in a movie. Yeah. He's just six the whole time. I didn't care so, enough. So, 
Yeah, go he, ahead though. Continue. He gets uh, he, first mission of the movie. He's gonna go kill a guy, and then but the, he's like, "I'm Sierra Four. And the guy's here's like, a pendant. Here's a little necklace I got from K Jewelers. There's, with a, a, there's a conspiracy at foot here. Yeah. Everything isn't as it seems to you, Sierra Six. And he's like, "I don't care. Of course it's not. And then here we're off. We're off. And he goes on a mission, and then his old boss gets his niece taken, who sticks to care of one time, and he has a connection to. And then he saves her, and Ana de Armas is kind of in it. Yeah, Ana de Armas is with him in the beginning, and then she she kind of joins his team. Chris Evans is the psycho. bad guy who's like the psycho hitman guy. Um, Billy Bob's there; he's good. Oh, he's got a little Billy Bob. I mean, the performances are good. The actors, like you said, that's kind of the Netflix formula: is just get a bunch of famous people, and that's the only thing. That's the only saving grace to this movie, right? If those were a bunch of no names, this movie would be absolutely nothing to speak of. And maybe yeah. that's not fair because like it's just a Hollywood machine, I guess. You know, I know a lot of. Some people I know have said, actually Jeff has said this, uh, that he doesn't really like, be like, a movie's going to be good because a bunch of famous people are in it, because that's kind of like, well, is it just because they're famous, you're going to be more lenient to it? It really is, right? And like, I don't know how to, yeah, rationalize that in my own head, but I I feel like I definitely fall victim to that and myself. you truly lost. Yeah. Because you're just like, yeah. Because you're like, oh, that's Ryan Gosling, I like seeing him in things, he's cool and fun, which makes me, but it's like, is there any reason to, if it was an identical performance from someone I never heard of, would I have enjoyed it less? Probably, and I don't know why that is, but same with Chris Evans and all that. I don't know. It's just the way it is. Probably because I've seen Drive, and I went, yeah, new personality just like dropped. Drive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. New, new personality. Be right back, babe. I gotta go base my entire personality around Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Might do some of that. Chris Evans is good. It's kind of fun. I, this is a weird thing about Chris Evans, right? You ready for this? I'm ready. Here's the thing. I feel like everyone's like, oh, Chris Evans is nice, so it's it's all, it's like all bizarre when he's, he's like a mean guy in a movie, right? He's mean guys a lot. Here's the thing. Other than Captain America, he's almost exclusively a douchebag. Yeah. Uh, so Scott Pilgrim. That's that just goes to show you how like effective that was at like reframing everything. Because yeah, Scott Pilgrim, the losers. I mean, he's not the bad guy in the losers by any means. But he's a but dickhead. He's like a dickhead. Even Fantastic Four. He's like the least cool version. He's like the the most dickish member of the Fantastic Four, right? Yeah. He's Johnny Storm. So uh, it's just kind of funny how that goes. Uh, lives out this he's a huge dick in knives out so he's the bad guy in knives out as it turns out spoiler alert i mean spoiler Uh, hard man (laughs) so so uh, stupid but he's he's fun in this he's doing it he's he's being a psycho it's pretty good he's all right again billy bob's good um catherine henwick is also in it no that's not her name jessica henwick sorry she's cool she's in a lot of stuff we're talking about it she's in star wars star wars briefly she's in marvel stuff she was a, She was in something upcoming. What was it? I don't remember. Not important. Um, she's all right. She's not in it very much. And then the guy. Well, I guess we should look up. But the guy who's like the the main villain, we'll call him, who's the CIA head guy, who's the Carmichael. Carmichael. Dumb yes. name. His name is Denny. Denny Carmichael. Just call him Danny, right? What the hell? Yeah. Is people still named Denny? Would you name your son Denny in the modern days? I don't. Yeah, it's kind of. Oh, a- Alfred Woodard is in it. She's there for a minute. She's cool. I guess his name is um. My God, Reggie Jean Page, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So the action was pretty good, right? Yeah. We did enjoy the action for the most part. There's a couple somewhat inspired scenes. The plane scene was pretty good. The plane good. scene. That's the pretty classic. Is like fighting in a cargo plane. The plane falls out around you. But, you know. TG on that plane didn't look great, though, when it was the outside no, shots. not always. Really not. It looked kind of blurry and like not in focus. Not um, great. What was the other one? So there was the, like, the massive sprawling city one where it was like they're on the street and then they're on a tram and then and then and then he's got a shield at one point. That's all right. And then they crash the tram. He jumps off into the car. What else happens in this movie? <laughs> um, they f- uh, he there's the flashback when he fights the light, the flashlight. She's playing that uh-huh. record, and the guy invades the house. Yeah, 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 okay, that one. Yeah, 
That one's alright. Uh, there's the final that one's an alright scene. That's like a fun. Uh, I don't. And I the hospital. And at the end, he there's like an all off screen one where he like kind of busts her out of this the house. country home in Virginia. Yeah, I guess the whole final one, which is that where was that? That was in Virginia. No, it's like the final battle one. Oh, that was in I don't know. It was like some. Was it, it like Versailles or was something? In Berlin. Oh, you're, yeah, the evil guy was in Berlin. Carmine it was like, it was like a big Berlin. fucking palace. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we really didn't pay too much attention to this one, do we? I don't. I missed a lot of what was happening. I mean, in that way, I, I don't. Again, trying to be too harsh on it because I really don't. I'm not that opinionated either way. It's just a film. It's just again totally unexceptional. I guess it was much, much more so than I was hoping. I thought it was going to be something a little better, but like it's just the most basic cookie cutter kind of spy plot of like you're the you're the operative, you're the killer. He's the best one of them all, right? He kills. He can kill forty of the other best spies. <laughs> So Never. good. He, he, he's the best operative. He kills the other operatives. He's the best. And then we gotta kill him because he's too good. And then we can't kill him. And then he's too good. And then and then he's and then he lives. He's the one that lives. We somehow have infinite numbers of highly trained operatives, like hundreds of them. Hundreds of them just lying around and get murdered, but murdered effortlessly, mm-hmm. as if they were just low level thugs. Is it that easy to get in the CIA? You think you huh? shoot your dad and then they come to you in prison and they're like. Come on. You shot your dad. That's pretty sick. You want some unhinged fuckers like you want to assassinate a democratically elected president from like South America? Nation? Yeah, you're on board. Come on, perfect. Let's go. Uh, I hate the CIA. They're pretty awful. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan, really. In most contexts. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't love that. Actually, that is something that actually really did kind of irk me about this. Irk me. Urkel. Whatever. Urkel. Like the character. Yeah, like matters? Steve Urkel. Did Steve Urkel. I mean, that's what the CIA is every time a democratically elected oh. foreign leader. They go, did I do The CIA, every time the president of the United States is assassinated on American soil. Did I do that? Uh, We didn't see this one coming, guys. Who could have seen this coming? Maybe you did. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's the part where they're like, yeah, actually, uh, all this bad stuff the CIA was doing, like assassinating people and destabilizing regions, that's just because this guy was being bad. This one guy in the CIA was actually the bad apple. The rest of us, though, we're trying to fight the good fight. Fuck off. No, you're not. Don't lie to me. You suck. You're like the worst. So that was dumb that they're like, oh, it's just because of the villain that we're doing bad stuff, not because of our existence as an organization. No, it couldn't be. Zach, come on. Let's not be silly now. So what else happened in this movie? He's a gray man. That that came up like twice. Well, here's the thing. Like that gray man to me suggests like someone who's really good in like infiltrating and like being sneaky. Morally dubious. That's not what he's good at. No. Oh, you think it's a you think it's a morality thing? Because I feel Gray Man, I'm like, ah, he can blend in, right? He can, but that's not shown to be his strength in this. Is like spycraft. It's just like operating, like like fighting and and gunplay and stuff, making a bomb. Yeah, he's just like a real badass. Which hey, he does make that bomb. I guess that's pretty good. But it, like, he's not shown to be like a master of, of yeah deception, like a suave James Bond type. He's mostly just a brawler, like kind of like Jason. It's like a neutral killer. Yeah. He's got a space gun that's going to shoot through the floor in the beginning, and he doesn't do it because he just want to kill a kid. So he's not all bad, is he? He's got morals. And then he's got a daughter at the end, I guess, kind of. He adopts Billy Bob's niece, whose parents are dead, and then Billy Bob's dead. So now she's just stuck with fucking Ryan Gosling. The, <laughs> stuck with the murderer Ryan the murderer. Gosling. <laughs> who's very clearly unhinged. The government assassin. Because they were like, yeah, he's like catatonic. He doesn't speak or eat and look at us, and then he escapes. He's like planning it like Queen's Gambit chess. Look at the ceiling waiting. So what do you think? Are we canceling the Russos like we canceled Taika for doing a bad movie? Oh, yeah, 100%. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Never, no never work in this town again? Never work in this town again. Nah, it's all right. It'd be fun we talk about the theatric I caused in the middle of us watching this movie. <laughs> Go ahead. Where I threw a, a little tiny Hogwarts Lego thing, 
And because I was so bored, <laughs> I picked it up and I threw it onto the ground, like just kind of gently tossed it. And because it's Lego, it shattered. And then I was very to. distraught. <laughs> I was a little upset. Yeah. Took me a while to find them all. We got them all, though. And got all the pieces. It was more interesting than that movie. <laughs> Much more interesting. I truly did not pay attention. I just, usually I tried to, but like, fucking Jesus. Like, I got nothing. I know, almost kind of showed up. Like, the karma guy was, is cartoonishly evil. Yeah, I guess it was, yeah, Berlin. Some big mansion with like a... I don't know what that's about. Yeah, and then he just cuts a deal with Anand Armas for no reason. Because he's like, I think you were part of it. She's like, I promise you I wasn't. Like, really? I don't know what Anand motives were in this. I really couldn't understand it. Because, yeah, there's that whole scene where she where he's like, tell us, tell us about him. Where is he? And she's like, I don't know. And we as the audience know that she really doesn't. They aren't working together in any way. And then she's... But then she decides to find him and work with him. I guess to clear her own name is the idea, right? Is to yeah. be like, well, if I can bring them... To, if I can bring them you, then they won't blame me anymore for it kind of thing. But it's like, it's weird. I mean, they just need Anna de Armas to be in the movie, obviously, doing stuff. Yeah. Why did... When he called her, he's like, all right, that plane you're about to get on? Get this other plane. Just forgot the plane she's getting on, buddy. That's true. They're all your planes, Shirley, right? It's yeah. <laughs> a very good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, then what are those people who are like, all right, I'm going to Thailand, and like, are they supposed to fly to Thailand empty, in an empty plane? Yeah, right? Were they just like, well, what the shit do we know now? Yeah, what do we do? Find some other schmuck to fly? You're just giving away free flights? You want to go to Thailand first class in a private jet? Government waste, am I right? And they still need more money every year, I bet. Yeah, Bloody bastards. Fix my roads, how about? Yeah, that's right. Less money to assassinations of foreign leaders and more money to the roads. Healthcare, maybe, right? No, silly, Zach. You're probably right. Car that runs that. on water, maybe? I mean, I didn't Ooh. say that. CIA strikes again. They got his ass. They got, <laughs> they got that guy. They got, and another guy. <sighs> There's two of them. Great. She's got a pacemaker. That's a whole thing. Like, and then they use it to, like, because, like, they can track it, which doesn't seem... Is that accurate? Do you think... Do pacemaker... Do people pacemakers have GPSs in them nowadays? That'd be upsetting, old, I feel like. old folks. Oh, God. That seems, that seems like an, an invasion I wouldn't enjoy. In well, it's old folks. They don't have rights. But I guess I have phones and stuff, so am I really so different? And the vaccine. Oh, that's right. They got you they got at it. least three chips in my blood as we speak. So. God bless. And they're all fighting each other for control <laughs> or vying for domination. Um, And then she just gets them out at the end, which is, like again, another classic move, right? It's like, they're just like, we get to breathe. Because, like, they don't really resolve anything by the end of this movie, right? I mean, they kill Chris Evans, and he's bad. But, like, the main bad guy who was the CIA guy who was orchestrating all gets just like, keeps his job. and paid to leave. And, um, which was which one's in the movie? Joe. I thought it was him. <laughs> Whichever Russo brother who is the Russo brother who likes to be the cameo, he's the cameo at the end and he's like, he's like the CIA director guy and he's like, don't, don't, I, I stuck my neck off you on this one, but don't, don't come back here anytime soon, huh? With all your shenanigans. But you're all right. <laughs> I <laughs> covered it up later. for you. We're the government. So the bad guy gets away with it. Nothing really is resolved. And you're like, what is this? What? So, because it's kind of presented like, and then Catherine, no, Jessica Henrik, is like, ah, I got him. I got six. He's going to work for us because I got that daughter. I got the girl hostage. I got the, the teenage girl. This is, we're the good guys for sure. <laughs> we're going to make this man kill for us as long as we've got the one person who matters to him. Ah, uh, that's really worked for the last guy who did that. America. I'm standing for the flag for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Let's go. Maybe we're both standing now. <laughs> so, but then they get there and they're like, he's not here. What? Because he, got, he escapes. And then he escapes and then he breaks her out and then they get to go just like live free, I guess. Or but how are they going to be on the run with... Her pacemaker that's got a GPS on it. I fucking who cares? Having a heart condition is not conducive to being on a lamb. To, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, he had to leave. I, I mean, it makes sense because it'd be a weird end to the movie if he was just like, and then he continued to be an assassin for the CIA for perpetuity. Totally fine. I mean, you got to pay the bill somehow. Because like, yeah, 
that the bad guy wins more or less. And like, so yeah, he's just got to dip. The only way to win that is to not play the game because it's, I mean, it's the government. Like, they're not you're not gonna fix it, are you? No, not easily. Though. How many people can you kill if you're Ryan Gosling, right? How many men can you shoot to fix it all? There's not enough. Not no, enough bullets just, in the world. Just replace it. Let's keep replacing them. So he just dips out. Doesn't doesn't play the game, which is yeah, good on him. Much like we're about to dip out of this topic. Indeed. Because send it. us home, baby. Uh, not good. I could attack out of that. It's fine. It wasn't bad. I don't care. Was it bad? Who fucking cares? I could attack out of that into I'm picking that topic. It's gonna be Westworld. <laughs> All right, so we've got two episodes of Westworld. Two episodes, about. three, episode four, and they're called four hundred three and four hundred four. I can't believe it. It's number three, and here comes more number four. <laughs> Good job. Number four is something to generate. It's like generational trauma, something or other. Check my notes on that. Check my math. Season four, episode three was Anes Foles. It's French. It's French words. Oh, God, French. Westworld really, really pushes our limits, huh? Yeah, as faux intellectual, because every. Every like second episode title, we have to Google what it's supposed to be. <laughs> what is this again? Be it's like, real. it's a poem written in the 18th century. Be like, <laughs> that poem don't even rhyme. Oh, the Anais Foles was just the, the decades of the 20s in France. So they just really needed to be highbrow on us. Could have said Instead the, the same the 20s. They had to call it. Our big ideas maybe. land. That would perfect. It's right there. So let's, well, so yeah, we got to do both, but we, we'll start with three. Real fun. I really like to. I, I really like both of these. I'll just full disclosure. I think, I think it's something of return to form for this show, which I always have liked. But Bernard finally showed up. So Bernard shows up. Not yet, though. Not in episode three. Well, I just wanted to say that up top. Oh no! In episode three. Sorry. Yeah. Bernard. Yes. Because I remember that two back. weeks ago. I was like, hope Bernard shows up. So did. we start with. So we'll that's what it starts with, with, right? We start with Bernard. It does start with him. So it's like, all right, where's Bernard been? Um, he's been in heaven. He was in heaven, which is kind of what for. Well, we knew he was in years? heaven for seven years. Like we said in the. Uh, premiere. That's why there's so much dust on him because he was in heaven for seven years. So it turns out he's in heaven. He's talking to a Ketchda. Ketchda's like, "Here we are in robot heaven, like we always wanted to get to. Like I wanted to get to. I got to go to it. See, I've been living here the whole time, fella. You gonna come join us?" And he's like, oh, "I gotta help the humans though." And he's like, "Bernard, you silly goose. Want always want to help the humans." He's like Vision, you know? Yeah, it's big like Vision. He's like, "I gotta help the humans because they're keeps dying and like, coming oh, back." Oh, come on, don't help the humans. They suck. They really are. I do suck, my man. But he's like, all right, well, we we have a bunch of, we have massive amounts of computing power in here for some reason, so we can just simulate the whole everything, and also, what is it? Because it's time dilation. Yeah, it's one, so, one day out in the real world is like a thousand years to them. They just simulate like bajillions of, of possibilities of the future of the world, and then Bernard's like, all right, I'm just going to sit here and watch all of these, and then he all. does. So he learns like most of the ways that presumably uh, the future might go, and so he's going to try to use that to manipulate events to like uh, save the world. And then, but I catch the mentions like, well, you got to do it soon because eventually we're reaching all, the point of no return. Yeah, all past lead to destruction. And then you kind of they kind of uh, do a not just you off pod do a Doctor Strange Infinity War thing and they're like, yeah, well, yeah, that's what it is. Bernard saw everything, so nothing we do is technically a plot hole. So how do you feel? Some people have have questioned is like, well, how is this different than? Robo, right? Feels exactly the same. Do you? Okay. Oh, it doesn't feel exactly the same. It, it's because it's different. Because I mean, it, he doesn't exactly know what path they're going to be on. He's just kind of been like, I hope this happens, and then it does. Like, I oh. think it's different for a couple reasons. I think now, not that Rehoboam doesn't have like multiple outcomes, but the difference kind of was that Rehoboam had the one, had one main plotline, and they were trying to correct things to affect that outcome. Right? Yeah. They were trying to brute force that into being. Right? They're like, all right. These people need to be killed or frozen or whatever the hell they did. 
these things need to be removed, these events need to be altered. Whereas that's not what he's doing necessarily as much. Um, is is kind of my my interpretation of it, at right. least to an extent. But there is an element of that. It's like, well, they're both trying to like predict the future. So I guess that's I can kind of I I do think that it's a similar kind of idea to come back to in the you know for the second season in a row. But I don't mind. And I think it's more fun with Bernard with yeah. his little weird like detached way of being. Yeah, yeah. He knows everything. You're gonna order the tuna. <laughs> you're, you're gonna sit over the tuna. I did. Thought I was fine when he like sees Stubbs is back also. Yeah, so Stubbs just was we, fine. We speculated on what was going to happen to Stubbs, but he's all right. I thought he was going to be like, "Put on your back," because he left him bleeding out in that bathtub. He's like, "You're going <laughs> to die without proper help." See you for seven years, and then he was just kind of fine, I guess. So I guess he fixed himself. He was just like, "Actually, Bernard, I could fix myself the whole time. Actually, <laughs> it was fine. Actually, no problem." Um. So then the other thing is, obviously, they get to what do we what do we want to call Twenties World, Mafia yeah, 20's World, Twenties World, Twenties World. Um, so, like, we, they're arriving at the end of episode two. Episode three, they're there. They're experiencing the 20th world, and it turns out it's just Westworld again. Westworld again. <laughs> Which, so how do you feel about that? I think it's fun. I think it's fine. Just to do that with Samurai World, too. It's been, well, yeah, it's been a season off, right? We haven't really done, we didn't do just about any of that in season three. So, I think it's been long enough. And also, I would argue that in this season, they play it off as that, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's not supposed to be, you're really supposed to be like, wow, they're going, to, they're doing this again. There's no originality to this. Like, that's how the characters in the, the show within in the series, yeah, in it's within the like, story, feel about it. All the same, yeah, exactly. So like they're kind of it's kind of meta. Like they're they're hanging a lampshade. Yeah, they're doing it intentionally. They're not they're not doing it like it's the it's the third. You know, we're doing it for the third time in a row. Isn't it cool? You're supposed to be like, oh, these goobers don't have any original thoughts in their body, but it's still fun. I still had a bit of nostalgia for it. I mean, Westworld season one. You know, it's like seven years old now, whatever the hell Holy it is. Holy shit. So like I'm like ah oh, this is fun we're doing it again um they do a they do a jazz a jazzy cover like we were talking about they would do yeah, they do they, bad guy the beginning of it I was like I don't know if jazz works for a bad guy but okay I think it works later on it, it does it all right I think it's fun um and then they do paint it black for a second you're like they do paint it black again <laughs> third rendition of paint it black let's go because they did you know western like paint western black. piano paint it black then they did like whatever japanese yeah shamisen painted black i mean they're like they're doing paint black again you're like that's not again it kind of fits in the vibe but you're like uh, i don't know do they need it but it's not it's a, it's a misdirect because they actually do enter sandman in jazzy and that's fun that's fun too i like yeah. it i don't know i saw i saw discourse about um <laughs> the westworld score recently which is like is he really that is, is it that inspired to just do a uh like a cover of a pop song in insert you know style like style here and i'm not i mean it's not like revolutionary but it's fun it's something it's part of the character of the show that i enjoy maybe people are taking it too far if they're trying to be like god i have no clue how. i'm not even gonna try to but the composer who does he also did um game of thrones no idea. i don't know if he's yeah revolutionary for trying to do it every time i'm not gonna say he's the the finest guy working right now but i think it's fun and interesting <laughs> yeah I wouldn't take that from him. So yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy I keep up the jazz covers of Billie Eilish. I say, um, well, we don't get there much longer. And then they're like, I, we got to get down a level. And they drop, and they drop down the basement. But actually, that's the game of the park, too, which I thought was interesting. They're recreating the massacre, which is like too soon. I feel. Well, it's been seven yeah, years actually. It's been at least seven years. So they got over it. I guess they got over it. Yeah. I mean, not that many people actually died, right? Or no, was it like 300 people? Yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people That's a lot died. of people. I th- was it 300 or 30? Like 300. They I think killed it was like, all the yeah, board, which is like yeah. 200 people. It's like hell. Yeah, so that is that is probably too soon. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. 
Especially when, like, they're like, ah, it's fine, actually. Especially because the guy's died. Well, I mean, it would, from the outside. Even if it was, like, your dad who died at Westworld, and then you, you found out that they were doing the, the, the Westworld massacre storyline at 20s World, you, you would be upset, wouldn't you? Right. Very upset. And then they're like, he's like, actually, no, there's another level, and, we, and they get to it, and they're doing the fly experiments. They're doing what they're doing. They're doing this. Hal's doing what humans did to him. And then Kev's like, my daughter. Frankie, Frankie, no! <laughs> bang, 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 bang. And then she's like, actually, I'm a robot. Look at my robot face, dead. And He's obviously a robot, up. right? He's but been yeah. a goober, no? He's been so- Aaron Paul's been... What are the odds they actually got your daughter? Aaron Paul's been a goober since he showed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Season three was like, I'm gonna... What do what, Dolores? You're a pretty blonde lady. They did make him high for that whole episode the one time, so you can't, you know... Well, yeah. But then then they were like, and your Jesus, I think. <laughs> well, he was. He was I, like, he was like, I, I don't know what that was about. And your Jesus, I mean, we talked about Aaron a season. Paul. We talked about episode one of the season. It was like that didn't, that didn't really seem to get payoff, but whatever. Nope. He, um, and then yeah, just belittled him because of his PTSD. The face opens up. He gets a fly in him. He's got one of the flies in a him. A lot of flies in him. Well, yeah, at least one. Oh, we learn what the flies do. So they control you. They put a parasite in your body. That's they what put a parasite in you, and they, then that controls you, and then it's off the. I mean, it was kind of all apparent, but yeah, yeah. no, for sure. They like pin her down, and she tells them, and then the noise. Noises it does from the tower. From the tower controls you and tells you what to do. And then they they do have a bunch of Williams. It seems <laughs> she's got a on command. Also, he's like indestructible now. He's like a Terminator, which is it's fun. fine. It's fun. He's he's really living up to like the Man in Black from the movie from Westworld, which is kind of fun. Yeah. What else? What else is in that episode? Bernard and Stubbs, Stubbs get out into the desert with a with a this new character who they seem to be some kind of resistance against them. Somebody, the yeah, the man, whichever the the Delos or whatever the system that's in play, and they're like, we're gonna dig for this weapon. We're gonna find this weapon for you. And then we get into season four, right? Episode four, or episode four, yeah. Which is called that was the generation, yeah, generation loss. That's pretty good, yeah. And then this one, they try to. I mean, it's a, it's just a direct follow up. Yeah. Right? So they're cool. still in the park. They're trying to get out. No. I was like, actually, you're under my control. Ooh. She turns all the so everyone's trying to kill him in the park. Right, because yeah. she turns them all. She turns all the hosts on them. Because she's shooting at her, and they got they got Tommy guns now. Oh, actually, I do. I just want to mention that in the same. I really did enjoy when he's like, "That's the chief's car." Yeah, <laughs> you no good crook or whatever. And he's like, "And it's his gat too." <laughs> shoots him way too much. He's got a machine gun. Well, no, he shoots it's him. The and then, he, now. then he gets out of his car and then he shoots him again. Shooting. And I was like, "You gotta use those bullets later, don't you?" I just thought that was fun because it's obviously fun. the same as like that's the marshal's horse and his rifle, and that's the. Shoguns. Whatever the Shogun, yeah. Not whatever the that guy was. Whatever he was. And, and his whatever that spear thing is. Whatever. Fun stuff. What's his face would be proud? It's what like his poetry. Name? George Lucas? The one who's dead. Oh. The writer guy who dies in season two. Not Stubbs. What's his name? S something. Well, who cares? He was alright though. He'd be proud that there's still reason his <laughs> dumb like, dialogue. My stories are incredible. <laughs> yep. Maeve, what do you mean I'm dead? In unrelentless fucking experience. <laughs> His nose is too big. <laughs> Make it smaller. And they're trying to get out, and they're killed. Gets gets get fucking stabbed, goes, which is rough. Yeah. Goes, which I've always wondered. I don't get how the knives work. We've talked about how like the bullets, because the bullets presumably are computerized and slow themselves down. But it's like if a host really tried to stab you, why would the knife not get you? <laughs> yeah, it's not a computerized knife. There was a fun detail during the when they get to the last episode when they're actually like, caught up in the storyline of the Delos murder. Caleb and Maeve get shot, but only Caleb. Caleb is uninjured, but Maeve is injured because she, obviously she's still a host, and the guns would recognize her as yeah, a host yeah. still. She's like, oh, fuck, real bullets. <laughs> I can actually die here. Jeez. I gotta be careful. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be so flawless with my power. The power's pretty good. 
Yeah. So all the good it does are in this episode. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the thing. So they're trying to get they're trying out. to get out. They call for extract. They're like moving to the edges of the park. They get out in a in a what's it called a bootlegger car, which yeah. is fun. And then William catches up. Terminator William catches up again, and we got Bernard and Stubbs, and they're talking with the people in the desert. The guy from Into the Badlands. That guy. He's in the show now. Right. He's like running it, and they're like, "We're just gonna kill you guys." And they're like, "How about you not? What if you didn't though?" <laughs> yeah, we were fine. So they they take Stubbs with them, and he's like, "Actually, Stubbs, you got to help them out for protection because because you're. Cause, I mean, Stubbs is pretty good at like protection, fighting and stuff. He's so. a big robot, man." And they're like, we're going to go dig in the desert for the weapon. And then we learn from this this character. What's her name? C? Yeah, C. This character we only know is C, that she is digging for her father. Or, she she's interested because she thinks maybe her father's there somehow. It's not super clear to us. But she's like, they say he's dead. I don't believe he's dead or whatever. But if he's dead, there's a body here. And Bernard's like, all right. I've seen it all because I know all the things. So he's they got the digging machine, which I thought was kind of cool because he's like, well, I know to dig here because I dug. I already everywhere dug else. everywhere else. <laughs> She's like, "What is that even? What are you saying?" <laughs> Don't worry about it. I want to robot heaven. Don't think about it. So he just, which is bizarre. Like it doesn't make a ton of sense. Perfectly, does it? No. How how exactly like predictive all their models could have been, but because they could have buried because that location could have shifted slightly. Yeah, every so, time. Yeah, I mean, so he. I mean, he had. I mean, what he had over. He had a lot of time. Untold millennia in there. It seems so. Yeah, maybe. Wow. I feel like there's some more we're missing. We're, we're missing the. We're seeing the Dolores, Christina. Oh yeah, that's probably part of it. Today oh shit! What did they do in epi- what did she do in episode three? I don't think there's anything in episode three. Is she not? Does she not even appear? All right. So appears. Christina, her thing is just she's like having a rough go of things a little bit. She's, bit. she's out of sorts from all her exploring and yeah, she's painting. She paints the weird tower that we keep seeing. Her friends like we're going out again tonight, and she's like, please don't. I hate please. this. Which, I want to. Which you know that's vibes. R- relate to Christina in that sense, you know. Shouts out to her. Shout outs to her. She's like, I please don't. I want to go out to meet under a weird guy that you've set me up with. A weird banker guy. like the, <laughs> A weird <laughs> investment bro. bro like the last <laughs> But it's not an investment bro, is it's it? It's Teddy. It's Teddy. And they have the most awkward first date ever. Because like, they both re- recognize each other but shouldn't. So it's just weird. Which, yeah. Like, gun on them. I feel like I've known you a thousand years. She's like, that's cheesy. And then she's like, haven't we met though? He's like, like, you just told him that was cheesy. Hey, cheesy. Uh, he he literally walks over and picks up her lipstick, lipstick. thing, like the like fun, the, can. Like the can, and she's like, "Oh, you're attractive, so I'm not weirded out by you." And that's how it is. <laughs> I do kind of feel like that sometimes. Ooh. I don't know. Is that some poignant social commentary that I think they've so. sl- slid into here? It's got to be for my ego, please, <laughs> fellas. And then where does is that where it ends for her? Is that the yeah. last of it? They just go on a date. On a date. What is with the storyline, man? Where's it going? Well, we'll get to it in a second here. I think maybe we've got some some answers as to what could be happening there. But who is she? Yeah. Who's Teddy? Is Teddy still Teddy? Is Teddy Teddy? Teddy seems to be more... I think t- from what we saw in episode one, right? Teddy's- Teddy knows. Teddy was like helping her, beating up the weird guys who were stalking her. Teddy knows, right? Or subconsciously. Knows something? Know. Yeah. So f- he's playing it cool of like, ooh, we just met. <laughs> but like, he's got there's something know. more to Teddy there, right? Or whatever he... Does he say what is his name? Teddy. He says his name's just Teddy. I don't think he says his name, but the um, captions call captions him Teddy. Say, oh, we forgot the beginning of this episode. Oh yeah, they do the. So we see more of that. Um, the mission to the what do they call it? The final part of Rehoboam. Yeah, but what did they had a name for it? The lighthouse. Yeah. So also, Maeve saw- says Rehoboam, fucking weird as hell. Yeah, she does. <laughs> so, which we saw in episode one, and we commented, I was like, does Caleb die there? And then we get it again, and Caleb's dying as much, like, even more so than we thought, right? Yeah. 
like, like it seems it seems unsurvivable from his perspective, right? He's Very bleeding so. out from the he's gut shot. I don't know how. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Like it seems like he should have died on that island. And Maeve does this thing where she's like she like gets his she gets his haptic thing or whatever is in his is in his mouth there, and she's like, here's all the she gives him like a she does the same kind of thing Bernard does, right? Is that what's happening? Where she's like, this is the life you could have or something. I don't even. Maybe I don't know. Because because he has this moment where he's like, "What do we do when we're done?" And she's like, "I don't know." And then when he's dying, he's like, "I guess I will never get to. See, I guess I don't have to worry about what I do when I'm done." And then she talks about her daughter, right? And like, what does this say? We get cut off. Side of it. She gets the thing, right? Just limit. Is the idea that she shows him her life with her daughter, and that inspires him to have? Go on to have a daughter? Is that what the idea? I think so. He's just like, she's like, I had a daughter. Feel this. This is what your life can be after this. So he's, he he gets out the other side of it, seemingly, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it seems be pretty rough straight. But then it's like, what kind of world do they have here? Is it the type of world where you can survive that? Because, I mean, they're pretty advanced in a lot of ways. they got lots of technologies. That yeah. Wouldn't surprise me, but we never explicitly see. Why does she have one of those tools that suitors your skin up? If it can work, I really wonder that. Like, if it can work on the ho- Because they use it on, what's his face? They use it on people. They use it on, um, just Sylvester? Yeah. In season one, right? They mostly use it on the hosts, but then they use it on him the one time. So it works on people. It seems like it mostly should work on people. If not, even if it doesn't work completely like it does on the host, it should work a little bit. Right. I mean, yeah. People solder, we solder people together now. That's a real thing. But whatever. Um... So we're making out, and then they, and then Maeve and, and William have their standoff, right? And then Maeve's like, "All right, well, I already had my family, and they're all died." Oh, but we also get the reveal that like it's Maeve's fault that the reason that they found her because of that whole power grid things scenario is because she intentionally was reaching out to find Caleb because she wanted to know what he was what he was up to, right? And in doing so, she revealed her position and his position to them. And that's what kicks her off. She she got some guilt about that, right? Yeah. And so she's like, "All right, I'm taking. A, I'll just. I'm gonna take one for the team here. I'm gonna set off all these explosives and get me and William." And she does. And it's like, "Oh, oh, she's dead." Maeve die. You, like, you were you were glad for like, Maeve to be dead because you was, hate Maeve for some reason. On yep. Show? I was like, "All right, cool. Well, let's pretend to deal with you're the you're the strongest Maeve hater. And you're like the little the little Wojak, wo- and I'm the I'm the weakest Maeve enjoyer, and I'm Chad. You'd like to think so? Yeah. Well, I would. Well, am I gonna not think so? Well, fair enough. Can't be here, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then, but she, well, she's dead. And then Caleb's like, "Oh fuck, she's dead." And then Hell's spinning around her chair, and she's like, "Hey, Caleb, what's actually happening?" And goes, we get the we get the moment, don't we? We get the moment from the you know from season two that that classic uh, repeat thing is like, "What are we? What's going on here? What are we? What what's going on?" And yeah, like you said, what is really happening? And he's going through the motions, like, wait, what is what is going on? I don't understand. And um, she does the whole thing is like, we're we're doing a test. We're trying to establish a baseline for, for fidelity. For fidelity, and you're like, oh shit, oh shit, homie, homie is a host. So it's I I don't know. I still question if this is the if this is the full story to to this. Right? Do you do you agree with me on that one? It's yeah. like I don't know if necessarily everything played out exactly as it's presented in this in this episode here, and we there might be another shooted drop on this. But the way it's presented here is that when Caleb called for backup, he, it wasn't his backup; it was just Hale's backup. Hale's backup, and they just walk in the door and shoot him, light him the fuck and up, and then he's dead. And so they put his mind in a. That's it. That's where he cuts off. And so now they are running him on a loop of this day to try to replicate him, like they did for 
William's James father. Dallas or William or anybody. And then it, then that cuts. So this. it's like that's like a twist. And then the double twist to it all is that the weapon is Maeve. They are digging in the desert for Maeve in the spot in the spot. And it's we said I remember we said seven years before. It's not been seven it's years. Not. Because well, when it Caleb, has and it has. Well, so when Caleb wakes, so Caleb, the Caleb section was taking place seven years, right? The Caleb Maeve section was taken seven years after the end of season three. And then this, it turns out, is taking place because Caleb is like, how long's it been? How long have you been testing me? And Hale tells him it's been 23 years. And, he's the and that she's taken over the entire, yeah, the 200 whatever version of him, of this. And that she has now been able to take over the entire world because she put all the bugs into the children. Who then went on to mature, and now, so that was the easier, more effective way to do it. And so it's been a whole generation of people have grown up with her parasite, and she just has the whole world. And it's been 23 years, which means that the Bernard stuff all along has actually been taking place 30 years following season three. And that's why he was covered in quite so much dust. Yeah. It makes it even stranger than, like, when did, how long has Stubbs been kicking around? I don't know. Cause he who did- fixed him? <laughs> Do they run out of battery or something ever? I don't think so. I think they just run forever. They eat food. They actually eat food. I think that is what it comes down to. I think they actually need to eat the food. And he, um, he likes the t- he likes food. He likes the food. Yeah. We've talked about this. Like the 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 most current version of the hosts are basically just like artificial humans. I think, and they probably just run off of food and stuff. So and maybe some kind of crude energy. Yeah. I mean, they need like the fake blood, but it's still just kind of blood. They just need it to like make their muscles work blood. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> And so the Bernard part is they've been they were actually digging for Maeve, who's been under the sand for twenty three years after she exploded herself. And C is Frankie. She is Caleb's daughter. And she's looking for a dad. Which maybe we should have seen coming. Yeah, seems I like didn't. a classic thing. Because I was like, I remember when she comes along. I'm like, just introducing a new character. Who is this? I was surprised as well, but it's not. It's not a new character, really. It's yeah. it's Caleb's daughter, which makes sense because he made her all paranoid as a child, and now she's like a soldier herself. So yeah, <laughs> yeah it's full her. circle. Um, so we see the tower for yeah. the first time in the real world. It's just built. So, uh, what what does that seem to suggest about Christina's world? Right, I think so. In the modern, again, as far as we can tell, this is just if what Hale says is true. It's just that's the world now. It's thirty years, and it's like whatever year that would be twenty twenty almost twenty one hundred. Yeah, twenty ninety, give or take. Um, and she's taken over the world. She's got this big tower that controls everybody. They seem. More or less, like, content? Like, maybe blissfully unaware of it kind of thing? They can see it, surely, right? So, this... The world that Christina's in, where people are, like, drawing it, and there's, like, weird beggars on the street who are like, The tower! You need to see the tower! That wouldn't make sense, because everyone would just be like, Yeah, it's that tower we can all see. (laughs) Or maybe they're blocked out from it. Maybe. So... What? Kind of. What is it? Why is it killing all the birds? I don't know. Are the birds hosts? I don't know. Why don't you know? Haven't seen the rest of the season. Fuck, has anybody? Oh, probably. I, br- I reckon Aaron Paul has. Unlikely. I bet uh, Evan Taylor, Evan Rachel Wood has seen it. Probably. What's her face here? Valkyrie? She's probably seen the rest of it. Uh, you mean forget her name? <laughs> I, knew, I knew her name, too. I was like, <laughs> if you pulled a me, it's all come full circle. Or fidelity. So, I don't know. Um, I, I still think that there's too many hints of it being a, a park, a park for it to not be of some kind. But like, but then the, why? why is it when really? and why would it be a park? Are there three timelines happening? Right, because a lot of people were speculating this whole season, which we may have mentioned a little bit. But a lot of people have been speculating that the Christina stuff took place even further in the future than the Caleb Maeve timeline. And 
that could very well be true now, especially now that we know that, like, the Bernard timeline was taking place past that, and the Caleb Maeve timeline has caught up to it more or less now like we're we're at this point that is 30 years removed so it would kind of make sense for the christina plotline to maybe be in the same time but again why why is like this the, the, the tower this like abstract concept to them mm-hmm. not a thing that they can see why is it like a park why are they doing parks yeah. again they really didn't learn their lesson like why would if if hale really has the whole world what use does she have for a park right just to make the people complacent to like keep up the illusion of it like i, I don't know so if they just walk around, and they, that she can send off the mind-controlled humans to the park, and they can be like, "Oh, we're still in the park. We're doing like." I mean, we really, obviously, we only get the the one scene. We really have no concept of what her world looks like or, or how exactly that all is quite yet. Because there's still obviously humans who are not under control. There's got to be at least some, right? Well, these guys. Which guy? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the, res- the resistance people out in the desert. Yeah. So yeah. So that's who they're resisting against. Clearly, as we come to learn, is Hale and the. Delos and like the whole control of everything. Um, where's William gonna go? Like William doesn't really have a place <laughs> in this anymore because they can't keep up the illusion for thirty years that he's still alive and running the company, right? No. So he'll presumably just be appearing as his Terminator self, if at all, going forward here. Um, I don't know. So what do you? What do we think? Do you think Caleb actually did just die there, and that he's saying? Or I, I still think there's maybe another shoot to drop there. I think it's a good, like, mid-season reveal, but I don't think that's all there is to it. Are there eight episodes this season? Yes. Okay, so this was mid-season. Uh, maybe? I just don't know where it's gonna... F- I feel like that's a lot of these last two seasons. I mean, so, I, when I said in episode one, what if Caleb died on the lighthouse and he's a host now? You said, wouldn't that, like, undo the whole point of this third season? So, if they've done that here, do you still feel that way? That, like, if Caleb going forward is a host now and his real self is dead, is that a... I probably... Is yeah. that a... Poor choice. I think choice, so. Because I'm because so. I'm thinking like, all right, Hell's got the world. Season what, what's what's five? We have four episodes of time left. So is this just like building, rebuilding Maeve and getting them getting her in a position to do season five? I assume. What else would it be? But then like they already beat Maeve once. So they could do it again. I don't know. I mean, could they beat Hell with the rest of this season? Or do they ride this into season? Do they use this as like an empire? You know, we're setting up for season I five, mean, and the season five is the. I mean, season. yeah, I feel like it has to be. Probably, right? I don't think that's fine, though. I wouldn't, yeah. I, I just, I don't I've, We still have to, at some point, when do we get to the distant future? <laughs> where where William's William and his daughter. the park and with his daughter. <laughs> that old park, but the old park. Yeah. When we go back to the island in the South China Sea, maybe that's where the final battle will be or something? That'd be, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's, uh, because there's the tower. And that weird, I, I don't know. I don't know. Feels weird. I, I, yeah. Curious to see how, like, what function is Christina's plotline serving in this story right now, right? Is it just a whole, is it just a big character thing for her? And, like, again, just doing the, the classic, like, eternal themes of this show of, like, free will and self-determination and all that. Being in a loop. Um, yeah. But where is, where is it going? How's it going to tie in? She's got to, I mean, I would hope by the end of this season, surely, right? It's going to come full circle and she will appear in into the real world, whichever that means. Whether she's breaking out of her simulation computer simulation or the park or whatever the case may be she's got to come back into contact with the characters right right is she gonna remember being dolores you think it's gotta be for i think it'd be good for like if that's like a last episode this season kind of like a yeah, finale like, oh, i'm dolores yeah. if like we said we're setting up for the the final you know season here um i think it's it's i think it makes a lot of sense like storytelling wise to have 
her take a season off where she's not Dolores anymore and then bring her back. Because you need to, you gotta have Dolores for the finale, right? Yeah, you got Bernard, don't you? You got Bernard, you got Dolores. It's the two of them. Yeah, all the way through. Yin Yang and such and such. And then Caleb and his daughter, maybe. Or, well, Kev's a robot, so. Here's the thing. I guess they can't have Caleb because they would have to recast him. If, there was, if somehow it was just like, actually, here was Caleb. Yeah, right? So he had to be thirty years older or twenty three years older. Unless they like cryo froze him or something, they could just do that too. That yeah. that could they could just have e- as easily have done that. Yeah. So I mean, they didn't find his body. That's the thing. That's true. But then he he says his body's not here. So and they couldn't have left his body because the brain's kind of him anyway. They scan his brain. That's true. I mean, they could have also easily taken his dead body with them. I mean, yeah, it's not necessarily proof of anything. But also, he died in that tower. Where was that tower or like that structure? That structure wasn't buried by the explosion, so... Yeah. Whatever. I thought these were fun. These are good episodes. I think they're exciting. I think the twist was cool and interesting. The I twist was interesting. Concepts. I think it's cool, because, like, I don't remember any of the seasons having, like, quite the big, like, mid-season kind of reveal like this. So. Yeah, the only... The biggest reveals are usually at the end, towards the end, like, yeah. the Bernard reveal in season one, and... So we got we got the half one, of the season ahead of season two that's a big drop? I don't know. There's, like, the catch to episode, but that's, like... Second that's not really a twist, or though. That's eight. That's just a cool episode. No, there's not. There's the Bernard twist in the very yeah. in the finale of season two, which is like Bernard was out of sync the whole time, kind of thing. Oh right, yeah. Because yeah. of because Bernard did it to himself. He did because, it. Yeah, the butler did it. Uh, no, I I know what you're saying. No, I don't think there's anything like that. In any any big twists like that. So I think that's fun. That like they re- they really recontextualized this whole season at the halfway point here, and we're dealing with a whole new thing going forward here. It was fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. I read this. Um, uh, uh, two controls, host control pearls out of, out of three. I rated <laughs> one. I rate this one Rehoboam out of Saul. Out of Saul? Yeah. Why, why one out of one? What if one out of a different <laughs> thing? Don't worry about it. I rated one Frenchman out of three destroyed Parises. They really got Paris, though, right? They got it so good. I mean, God bless them. I like that future, but, I mean, did it to him. See ya, Paris. Adios. C'est la vie, as they say. That's right. Say love you. Don't let the, don't let the door hit you with a good lord split you. Do you think though, like this is actually an interesting point. Was, was he right then? Because it's kind of feeling like he was maybe a little right. I think he was right. Because <laughs> Hale has gotten out and took over the whole world for thirty years <laughs> and subjugated the entire human race. Maybe so. <laughs> they kind of needed to be stopped. <laughs> maybe the evil Frenchman was right the whole time. Maybe Maeve was stupid. Maybe he was. Maybe Sirac was correct in that. Humans and hosts could not cohabitate. I don't think they ever could. <laughs> Couldn't coexist. That's peacefully. what I've been saying. Kill the robots so, before yeah. they make everybody else robots. That's right. And you know th- that's what I liked most is that I was made correct. <laughs> there you go. All right. And our well, next thing. Yeah, I could take out of this into Miss Marvel. Sure. Miss Marvel finale episode six. Good finale, I'd say. It's fine. I think they kind of jump over. I think they skip a little bit at the end. That's the wrong service. With- Gosh, how do we think it? Com- it, is, does it kind of keep up the same like vibe of the rest of the finales, which is that like somehow the finales never seem to yeah they, fully reach the they need another episode. What is that about? Because like this whole season through, we were like this show's very fun, and then the finale comes, you're just like it's just fine. It's just a fine finale, I think. Like it's not bad. It's not. It's just not exceptional though. No, it's the same with all of them, even the ones we really liked, like Moon Knight and Hawkeye, which were like these are these are really good shows. The finale is just like, it's not, even the ones that, like, you you had a lot of problems, actual problems with Loki, say, right? Yeah. But even, like, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Hawkeye or Moon Knight, which is shows that we didn't hate the finales, 
we didn't really have problems, but you're just like, yeah, I don't know, something about it just doesn't stick the landing. They don't, they don't know how to, it's like a fucking Stephen King book, dude. Oh, yeah, like the stand. Like, all the way through, you're like, this is good stuff. And, and, he's, like, and then uh, he's like, fuck, how do, the I, nukes. how do I end this? It's everything. It's fucking yeah. thinner. It's, what's that one? He's written a lot of books. They're going to be more specific. <laughs> I'm thinking of the one where the devil has a, devil's got a pawn shop. Oh, uh, Needful, Needful Things. Needful Things, yes. He's just like, the premise is good and all the way through, and then the ending's just like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm being a little, I'm being a little. I mean, that's what he's known for. Yeah, yeah. For, for not doing the endings, for bro? fucking. All, that's why my mom is like, "Yeah, it's, I know." Yeah, it's part of the fun is that you go, "Man, that fucking ending sucked, <laughs> right?" <laughs> I think Cujo's got a fine ending. I think Cujo's all right. All oh, right good. Through. The one he doesn't remember writing. Anyway, Dude, he doesn't remember writing half well, of them because of his cocaine addiction. <laughs> <laughs> all right, actual thing we're talking about. So, I, I, maybe, maybe that's all a little too harsh. This isn't. This ending is not all that bad. No, it's pretty, it's just it's just fun. Yeah. So they do a they do a, like a. Home Alone style thing, which is always good. They find just, uh, just all the characters get together, kind of inexplicably, <laughs> even down to like the the bully girl from the beginning yeah, and her so brother are just like, "Hey, we're here." It's very weird because this episode picks up right where we leave off with Bruno and Cameron, where they're escaping, evading capture from the police, and you know they go to the first they go to the mosque with Nikita, her friend Nikia. Nikia. She's like, you can't fucking come here, you lunatic. He's like, why? It's it's safe. It's a religious place. He goes, we're in a mosque, you dumb white boy. They're going to be looking at us no matter what if you're doing the right thing, which is, you know, pointed commentary, and she's right. Bruno, get your head out of your ass. They really got her ass. And then one. they put on the fun hats on them. They're like, we got to go to the high school. It's <laughs> empty. It takes them all day to reach the high school they live near, so it's dark as shit. And then that popular girl's like, oh, no, I break into the school at night to take pictures to do take selfies in the area, yeah, do tech in the yeah, theater whatever. room. Wow. Buy a ring light, you fucking lunatic! <laughs> you're wild. G- if you're getting ad deals and shit, buy a ring light. They're For not real. that expensive, realistically. If you have a job, like realistically, yeah. No, I agree. You have a big house. Have your parents buy you one. There's no way it's more difficult. How'd you than get? How'd, they, how'd you get in there? Well, her brother says he oh the climbed window. through a window. <laughs> But did he? Did Bruno push Cameron through an open window? He's injured. They're leaving windows unlocked and a jar at a school. I mean, it's Jersey. Aye, everything's legal in New Jersey. Well, I don't know if that's. Well, maybe not that. But <laughs> do you like the quote. scene with her family when she's like, "I'm Nightlight," and they're like, "What? You're <laughs> night? What? Crazy!" And they're like, "You told him." It's like, "Well, well, I told your dad," and he's like, "Well, hold on." What are you implying about me? <laughs> well, I, our dad was great in this episode. As always, Kamala's dad is just fun. I really like the Aman guy when they when the damage control fucks show up to the mosque again. They've got some cookies for him. He quotes Lincoln at him, and they're like, oh, you and your stupid Quran. And he's like, no, it's just Abraham Lincoln, actually. <laughs> That's always good. Yeah, get some. Get him with that one. Because they're just awful and kind of racist. Yeah, they suck. Even you're the- right, the hats. The hats are very fun, aren't they? Yeah, halal and Why do they have those hats, though? They just Brandon. have a hat that says Haram? That's fun. No, it's fun, but it's just like, <laughs> why would the mosque have those? Oh, and she has her costume. Her mom's just like, I made this at some point. When? Don't worry about it. I, I think she made it when they were in... On the trip over? Yeah, no, no. I think she, she got it from the tailor. Because think... she, in the beginning of the episode, she's like doling out everyone's tailoring. She's like, oh, yeah. you know, son, daughter-in-law, we got the tailoring here. And then they just, here's this superhero costume I had the tailor make. Yeah. When did they, did she just found out they were, that she was a superhero last episode. It's only been like a day. I don't know, how how long were they still in Pakistan though? Couldn't have been that long because this dude's oh, been on the run. Oh, that's true. That whole like, so, I don't know. Don't worry about it. She's got the Miss Marvel costume basically. Oh, gotta take off her disguises. Looks pretty good, right? Yeah. 
You got any problems with it? The costume? Yeah. No, it looks any, like any, the costume any, she's wearing. Any comments of any kind? It just looks like the Miss Marvel costume. I thought they're going to be like you're building up to something. I know, Me? I know people. I, I did see something that people were like, this costume's over-designed. It's like, no, it's not. It's what Touch It looks like. So, I guess that's kind of a thing for the MCU, right? Or like all adaptation, adaptation to, to screen. It's tough. You kind of have to over-design it because if you take the simple, the really simple designs that comic costumes often have, I don't think that that's that's the answer necessarily either. Yeah. Because you can get sometimes like the, um, I don't know, like, okay, so Superman and Lois, right? They just did it. His costume is that really fucking simple. It looks cheap. I kind of think so. A lot of people don't have problems with it. I don't think it looks horrible but necessarily, but I do think it, there could be a little something, just a little extra pizzazz to it. And again, I, you can, I can totally see that like you can't over-design it. Like, I could totally see the argument that like man of steel is is too far the other direction right so i don't know what the answer is but i guess well i guess the, the superman lois thing to give it credit like it does it is gives a like this is superman year one his mom made it yeah. for him so it's not going to be like super high quality. i mean it gives you it gives well he's not supposed to be though i thought it, huh. superman lois he's got like kids and shit he's like a well-established superman. oh is he yeah i, I know nothing about this fucking show yeah, yeah so but i think the maybe what that conveys is like a is like the golden age kind of vibe to it all. Mm-hmm. It's like this is classic. This is your classic Superman. But yeah, I don't. I don't have that complaint with this particular costume that's too over designed. But I mean, if you really wanted to nitpick, I could totally see it. Like everything's got textures and like design, like shininess to it. And it's like if you look at everything, it's got little like yeah designs almost embedded in it. It's like is that all necessary? Probably not. But like I don't know what else you do. You just have you just have people walking around in like costumes that would essentially amount to three flat colors. Yeah. Probably not. So. Just have like a have Hawkeye wear a purple cotton shirt all the time. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. The mm. friends resolve their third act misunderstanding. Yep, classic stuff. I tell you everything. I, you didn't tell me, and you're like, "Well, because you were a dick. You came in yelling about how much you hated it, mm-hmm. so I didn't do it." And then she's like, "Well, I'm your f- we're, we're good good lifelong friends, so I wouldn't just hate you because of that." And she's like, "Ah, oh, that's a good point. You probably wouldn't just." turn on a dime on me would you yeah if i explain the situation fully you'd probably be like oh my bad bro and so they there it is it's resolved and the cops show up and the guy from uh no way home no way home is like actually actually don't don't like assault that school with the with the damage control guys that'd be bizarre and and not a good look for us yeah and then she's like all right assault the freaking school (laughs) get in there (laughs) bring your weapons your pulse guns they just bring in like space rifles. Oh, I was probably gonna, also built around. I was things. gonna t- mention this scene right here. They all stand in a circle, and I want to okay. count how many times they rotate through fucking all of them because <laughs> it's got to be like ten times. There's been like three already. Makes it easy to shoot, though. You don't have to worry about continuity because you can just and then again and then another. Sh- they cut again. And they circle. Yeah, that's 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 it's filmmaking, my guy. Yeah, because then you get these ones where it's just one of them. And then the brother's there. I'm here too. I'm here too. It's me. I had it. They. What utility does he have? I like him at all. He's fun. He's been good in this show so far. But when he's like, "Oh, the pa- our parents said so," she's got the superheroes, my guy. You guys are gonna fight the government together. What the hell's wrong with you all? I mean, it's gotta keep them together. They do. They like I said, they set up the Home Alone thing. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and they just they just repel them all basically. I don't know. You have any specific dimension? No, not really. The, What's her well, name? Zoe? Kim? The fuck's two- her name? <laughs> Which one? The, the girl, the white girl friend. Girl? Zoe. It is Zoe. Zoe that was right. and Nakia become kind of friends. Yeah. So apparently that's a reference, or maybe uh, implying, getting at something. Apparently in the comics, they're like a couple. Oh, really? They become a couple, yeah. That's I'll, I'll fact check that real quick. Um, but oh, she I, gets on her- I want to do a science scene. 
just a bunch of blue, bright blue liquids. It's that's like Spider Man, though, right? So I yeah. saw. Okay, so actually, Which is just very funny. That it's like here's a glass jar with blue liquid, and here's a second glass jar with also blue liquid. They love doing Whoa, that. Whoa, I'm. But like that's just water. So it brings up her Instagram live or whatever, and is like, fans, the government's <laughs> overstepping their bounds. <laughs> Seize the means! Seize, Seize the, the means! means. <laughs> Make, become ungovernable! <laughs> Hashtag ungovernable! <laughs> Authority should be derived from the consent of the governed, not the threat of force! <laughs> Down with the bourgeoisie! Eat the rich! Eat the rich! Which is very fun. And then it just gets more eyes on it, and then so that the, the damage control guy really just is like, hey, yo, shut this down. What are you doing? They shot a kid with a gun. You're, you're laying siege to a high school. What's wrong with you all? I know it's New Jersey, but Jesus Christ, guys. I know everything's legal in New Jersey, but good grief. Tone it down a Does bit. Does it have to be? Fuck, it's the wrong Nakia. Fuck. It's not the right. It's because of it's cause Nakia's in Black Panther. All right. Did you find it yet? All right, well, then it doesn't matter. No, 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 hold on. Let me take this. I'm very close. All right. That is a thing in the comics. So they become a couple? They do not become a couple. Oh, well then... But there is an arc about that. They're friends, and then Zoe uh, shares her feelings with Nakia, and Nakia does not reciprocate them. Oh! And it's like, let's just still be friends. <laughs> that's... Apparently that's how it's resolved. Rip Zoe. So, Zoe is LGBT in the comics, and maybe Nakia is not. For what it's worth. That was all. <laughs> Fact check confirmed. Thank God. We, wh- conti- we continue our flawless record of never being wrong. I've never, I don't think we've ever been wrong. We've always looked up our sources. I've never been haphazard. Never. Never once. You've haphazard? Ne- me? The show? What? We've never once, I don't know, pulled out a hat, had to do a correction segment about something I've said. I can't That Jeff himself called, us out, called me out on. <laughs> Fuck you, Jeff. You're not going to listen to this because you're a bad friend. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Kamran and... Kamran's going to explode. So Kamran and... um. He's having, Kamala have a moment though. There's that, and then Bruno walks in. And he's like that class. Oh, mem- oh, mem- mind. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck off, Bruno. You goddamn simp. Oh, you gotta. You probably should get out of here, guys. He also calls her other young eligible bachelor, <laughs> right? I don't, okay. Also, actually, I guess it is nighttime in Jersey City, so it will be daytime for him. Maybe in Pakistan. I can't tell you. I don't know what. I don't know what time zone. Well, let's think. Tanzania is eight hours. Pakistan is how far away from that? Probably at least twelve. I have no fucking clue, man. Probably eight in the morning for him, give or take. Yeah, sure. Good enough. Good enough. And so, yeah, they're like, well, you can go hang out with them. And then he's like, but they're my, the, the red daggers are our sworn enemies. She's like, well, where are you going to go, dickhead? Huh? <laughs> well, you tell me. And then he's like, my, my mom's dead. And she's <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. That's a real mood. That's the second show where someone has to accept their mom's dead. They're really going back to that wall a lot. Here's hoping for Black Panther. Goodness. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> So yeah, he's about to explode. His his powers are getting way out of hand. I mean, he's going to be doing some hurting. Is it because he doesn't have a bangle? Is that what I'm meant to imply here? I mean, he doesn't have any practice with it. He doesn't have... He's he's not in a good emotional state, right? I think that's probably the better answer than anything. I don't think it's like a bangle thing as much. Maybe, but like, you know, with most stuff of this nature, the powers are, are tied to your emotional state as a character, right? Right, yeah. Once you do your arc, you're fine. You so, do a stormlight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... He's in a rough spot right now because he's like, oh, my mom's dead. And I'm very upset and I I don't know what to do now. So he's going a little crazy. But then um, he, he they figured it out. They're all right. They're all okay. She she, she does the embiggening. She says the line. She does embiggening. Which is cool. So does it make sense to just say that <laughs> before, before you do the thing for the first time? Uh, it seems true. like the wrong order of operations there. Because in the comp, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I've not read that. But I always thought that like she did it and then was like, ah, what's the name? What? What should I name this thing where I get all big? 
probably I'll call it embiggening. Sounds good. But when she just says embiggen and then just does it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you? What is a magic word? I like a zam. Yeah, right. I don't know about all that, but yo. And then she runs off into the night. She escapes. They all protect her. Even the cops. Classic. She's just Spider Man. She's just Spider Man, man. That's fun. Yeah. So like, I wanted to talk about that. So uh, well, okay. Let's, well, actually, we'll, we'll, let's we'll circle back to that. Um. We get a bunch of TikToks. That's fun. <laughs> it's yeah. fine, I guess. Um, they're all TikToking about her, about how cool she is, which is fun. Again, she's like a she's a hero of the people now. She's their friendly neighborhood nightlight because um, she still doesn't have her name yet. Her and her dad talk on the roof. That's a nice scene. Her dad's great. And then they do she the Miss Marvel thing. He's like, what do you call yourself? Like, yeah, I don't know. Well, because they reveal, I guess, I'm sure this is part of it in the comics, but her name means Marvel in Udi. In Urdu? So. Urdu, excuse me. <laughs> Fuck did you say? I said Udi. Um, I <laughs> what thought, is that? I don't know. I did a different language? I'm sorry, okay? God, I said I was sorry. I corrected myself. <laughs> Fuck, man. Jeez. I, saw it. I won't. <laughs> so in Urdu, her name means, basically means Marvel, which is convenient. She's like, she's that's, like oh, that's the name of Carol Freaking Danvers? Like. And he's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Come on. Take an interest in your in your daughter's well, He's a dad. Man. He's Get trying. Come on. He can't be trying that hard if he doesn't know who Carol Danvers is. She's got a million fucking posters in her bedroom, dude. That's true. How could you not know who that is? Well, he's maybe maybe he's confusing the names. That'd be like if my mother was like, "Who's Yoda? <laughs> Who's Luke Skywalker? Is what Star Wars? Is that a movie? <laughs> is that, is that a, some It'd be absurd, no? <laughs> no, Jack. Don't you th- maybe, don't you think? That'd be a little silly. No, good on him though. <laughs> he's alright. Yeah, we don't. We don't resolve any eligible bachelors. For I know, a, right? What the Kamala. shit? My man Bruno doesn't get a kiss. I thought for sure they'd kiss at He's the got end. A broken arm. I thought for sure the boy and the girl would kiss at the end. What the fuck? They did it in Thor four. And he just goes off to Caltech, I guess. And then Kamran and Edward are just gonna have bro night every <laughs> day in <laughs> Pakistan. He's like, I guess we will hang out. I guess this is so bad. Th- th- what are they gonna be like? So you think Kamala's? I'd be like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird, man. It's kind of weird. She kind of just. She kind of ruined my whole life. I <laughs> yeah, no, she she killed my mentor. Yeah, my mom's dead because of her, I think. <laughs> Maybe we... I, I think, you know what? I think we <laughs> villain should <laughs> Villain arc! Bit of a villain. Bro villain arc. <laughs> uh, that'd be wild. Maybe that's what they'll do. They'll just go after her and try to kill her. <laughs> but yeah. They, they, they get his car. <laughs> yeah, they get his car. Also, big little reveal at the end. Uh, she's a mutant. Oh my god, yeah. I kind of totally forgot we had to talk about this. Man. So, let's do it. So... He reveals that um, obviously part of it comes from her heritage there. Now, why did you turn the volume up for this? Because I want to hear it. Oh, I said oh, I didn't even. Oh, that's what you wanted to hear. So I didn't notice it the first time. So, um, yeah, they reveal <laughs> she's a mutant, eh? And they did the sound, and they did the little, they did the little riff. Oh, I love the riff. I love, I love X Men, man. So, so sick. So, I, I guess this she's... is actually. I got God. I totally forgot we had to talk about this. This has been quite controversial, actually. Have you have you seen any of the discourse? Uh, no, I, I don't know. Twitter. Oh, God, let me lay it on you. So, he says, basically, um, you've got the, you know, we know that you've got the, what are they called? Jin. You've got the Jin in you, and that's part of it, but then there's something else to it. And that you're, you've got a mutation, and then it plays the the X-Men 96, 96 riff. So, Kamakan is the first mutant in the MCU, it would seem. Well, I thought the world guy was from Black Widow, the big guy in the prison. Black Widow? Yeah. Apparently he's a mutant. I don't even know. There's a werewolf in Black Not Widow? a werewolf guy. In Black Widow, and in the prison, uh-huh. and Red Guardian's like, I killed Captain America. And then that big, like, that huge guy's like, hey, you couldn't have killed him in the ice. And then he breaks his arm. Yeah. Apparently that guy's a mutant. He can turn oh. to, and he can, his character can turn into a big wolf. And the actor's like, I can finally confirm that I'm a mutant. Not a bear? 
He's not Ursa or, Major? No, he's a bear. Excuse me. Ursa I'm, Major. It is Ursa Major. I confused it. Huh. But I, I feel like that could probably not. No. I feel like he's probably not actually a mutant. In that. I think that's just a, one of those cheeky reference things. Yeah. But Kamala is... I would <laughs> practically... It'd be, it'd be pretty weird if that was the route they took. I think this is the... So... Kamala Khan is, practically speaking, our first mutant in the MCU, right? Which has, has ruffled some feathers. Well, as it was. First and foremost, interesting choice for your... Well, okay. I guess, first and foremost, she isn't a mutant in the comics, right? Not at she's all. She's an inhuman. Um, and then, when you take into account that she's the first introduction to this side of things, it seems kind of weird, because you naturally you would think the X-Men would be the first jumping-off point for that. So, do you have any do you have any bold takes before we get into it? No. All right. So, the thing about it is, I've learned this week that... Kamala's original creators intended for her to be a mutant to start. Oh. And this is the thing. This is the interesting little um, period of uh, Marvel comics for like, oh, God, I'm just going to pull some numbers right out of my ass real quick. For about like s- five or six years, maybe, when the MCU was really taken off, but before the Fox deal ever went through, and they didn't have X-Men and Inhuman and stuff back. Or no, they Before they had it. Before they had X-Men and, like, Fantastic Four back in particular. The X-Men and Fantastic Four are two of the most, like, significant, longest-running properties, right, mm. for um, Marvel. Marvel. And we've talked about how only in, in recent decades has the Avengers really been, like, an A-tier kind of book for Marvel, right? And so, with the success of the MCU and all that, things kind of shifted, and Marvel said, well, we don't have the film rights for Fantastic Four or X-Men. So, if we continue to do, to really push X-Men and Fantastic Four books, we're kind of doing free marketing for, for the competition, right? And so there's kind of, I don't know how like outspoken this was, right? But it's definitely in a, a trend that was observed, at least among fans. Again, I don't know if this was like a specifically outlined policy or, or what have you editorially, but you can tell, right, that there was a period where they kind of were sidelining the X-Men to an extent and the Fantastic Four in particular. There was like a couple years where there was no Fantastic Four books in favor for the Inhumans, which was characters they did have the rights for and people it seemed to be like they were going to replace the x-men with the inhumans right yeah because then they could make their inhumans franchise in the in the films and, and have that market off the comics and like they're similar right there's definitely yeah. you can kind of understand where they come from like, the, same. the concept of inhumans is kind of similar to the concept of mutants which is people can just wake up with powers one day right mm. i don't you know it's not quite so simple as that because like the inhuman royal family as characters which is who you would make a movie around presumably if you're ever going to do that are not the same as the x-men the the team, team but whatever i've said before you know i like some x-men well i love the x-men i i do enjoy some inhuman stories i'm not a big fan of them of that era where they were trying to push them into everything and make yeah. they're trying to make inhumans a thing all right and don't you can't make it a thing it's never gonna be a thing it's not gonna be a thing like that okay the inhumans are no. good for what they were but don't make them a thing <laughs> who cares about black bolt and like the thing is the x-men the x-men ass. Who doesn't yes. love the X-Men? It's like the best thing Marvel does in comics yeah. consistently. So, Except for the new Phoenix 100 times. Yeah, actually, very, very fair I point. I mean, you got to take the good with the bad. That's right, X-Men you do. X-Men was like the benchmark for comics in the 90s, and they also just did the Phoenix. And then they just did Phoenix a million times for a million But it was years. good when it first started. Yeah, it was. And A versus X, it's the pretty the, cool. the, the original Phoenix saga is... I'm already sick of it by then. No. Really? No, A versus X is fine. Yeah. A versus X started about a decade, though, of them just using the Phoenix forever. That's true. I don't know if there's been a year that the Phoenix hasn't appeared in a book. And now the point. mutants are just racist, just kind of based. Yeah, so, like, yeah. You have to take, like, the like the fifth reuse of the of the Phoenix on one hand with, like, House of X, Powers of Ten on the other hand, which is, like, incredible. So, all this is to say, I'm a big fan of the X-Men. And all that being said, I don't mind this change either, personally. Yeah. I do get where they come from. It's like, it is weird. 
because it's like what what is the point of establishing her as a mutant when there's no there's nothing surrounding that right there's no framework there there's no, no. team or anything does she say that she's a mutant or does Bruno just say mutation she go i'm a mutant did she say well, that? he says i don't does it matter they do the x-men thing man <laughs> well no i'm not i'm not saying that i'm just saying like for i don't know from like a not from a non-meta perspective i'll you know, i'll it will, i'll explain what i'm trying to get at in a minute here i'll just read their lips okay so what i was going with is that she doesn't actually say the word mutant so i think they're just setting up with the idea that humans are mutating like there are humans who are like not enhanced by any other means they just have these innate mm-hmm. abilities to them yeah. as like a if you don't read the comics i'm get bringing up to speed it's just I'm like well i'm a mutant and eventually they're going to cl- be like well these yeah. people are mutant. probably right it doesn't need to be anything larger than like just kind of um pieces Get, here getting there. it out there and like yeah establishing that as a as a concept concept in this universe because it's tough man i i don't i don't envy them for having to introduce the mcu or the mutants into the mcu at this stage because it's pretty late in the game and i've said the same thing about the fantastic four right i don't know how you do that they're not because, even next they're like well no they're a while off yet like, like get to that late actually <sighs> the thing about it is like the fantastic four and the x-men are two of the longest running fixtures of the marvel universe in the comics it's so weird to put them in this late in the game. I don't. I, again, I don't envy them. Six. I don't know how you. I don't know how you do that. So like, yeah. and people said like, oh, here's the thing. I don't know if anyone is very very passionate about Kamala being an inhuman. Like, I don't think I can't imagine at least. There's a ton of people who are like, I can't believe you changed this aspect of your character. But what people were upset by is like, hey, you haven't even done the X Men yet. Why are you giving like? Why are you making her the first mutant? when we could be doing any of the X-Men or any of the dozens, because that's the thing. There's, like, literally hundreds of I mean, yeah. hero characters. It's like, there's all these young X-Men characters that you could have done, right? Which I kind of see from some perspective, but, like, I just don't think that the MCU is ever going to have... I mean, maybe I'll I'll someday, decades down the road or something, be proven wrong here, but it's the like, 13th year of the show. I don't see the MCU ever getting to the point where you can have an X-Men roster as deep as the... Oh yeah, comics, there's so right? many people in the X Men, and they all got theirs. X Force. Well, that's what I was gonna say. The, there's the, there's the new X Men or the the one with the weird robot guy. The one they all were. Yeah, yeah, new Mutants, X Factor, X. Yeah, Force. Young X Men. The the young like there's a dozen X books that you could always draw from in teams and formations. And the it's team like, of all the reject. We don't have any of them yet, so uh, you can't be like, oh, I can't believe they're doing Miss Marvel as a young mutant instead of Danny Moonstar or some shit. Because it's like, I don't know if we're ever gonna get to Danny Moonstar. Hate to break it to you guys. Hate to be that guy. I don't know. If, I don't know how late we have to get before we're talking about armor or like whoever the case may be. So it's not that bothering. And well, people could also be like they took <laughs> they took armor's power for Miss Marvel too. This is armor erasure. It's like who cares? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Was armor really breaking the bank? Was she literally raking in the issues? <laughs> no, it was Cyclops and Wolverine. Well, that's the thing. Lunatics. Right? We need Cyclops and Wolverine. We need the first class before we can yeah. worry about. We need any Storm. Of that. We need Colossus. We need Beast. We need the m- fellas. It's crazy. It's Bring and Rogue. Again. I don't know how they're no do Gambit it. though. Yeah, Gambit's alright. No, they never made that movie with him. I never no, forgive them did. for that. But I forgive them, I and mean, I don't care. We need Blob. God, I, I really don't know how they're going to do it. I just can't even begin to like wrap my head around how they could bring the X-Men in. I don't even... There's got to be... They're probably going to do some event. Like, something's going to happen to the universe. Well, that's what we... And make it more common. People have speculated, and I think we've mentioned it at least a couple times in the show, the theory that, like, for the Fantastic Four, they're just going to have some kind of event where the Fantastic Four come into this universe fully formed from Or they've just universe. been in space for a while. Something to that effect. Because you just can't... It's so... You can't have... A, can't be like, I can stretch now? It's me, twenty-two-year-old Reed Richards. Reed Richards. It's me, Miles Teller. Yeah, I don't. And it's the same with the X Men. It's like they don't really have the time to be like, all right, we're doing the first class. 
And then we'll do the and then while some, then we'll do the '80s team where we bring in Wolverine and Storm and Colossus and, and Nightcrawler and all them. It's like nah, I don't know. You don't have time. You just gotta be like, <laughs> and they're all here. Don't even worry about. <laughs> here it. they are. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I I think that's fun. A fun change. I just really liked hearing the X Men music. I don't care who knows. I didn't really. I, I didn't realize the first time, but now that I I'm jumped out of it. I screamed and, and shouted in the theater. And by the theater, I meant my bedroom. And then you looked around and went, nobody's here. <laughs> Where are you, everybody? Um, yeah, it really doesn't bother me at all. And like you said, it's probably just, hey, establishing like, hey, mutants are in the universe. Get used to it. They're going to be a lot more. But when? When? When's Professor Like Archer? you said, like we don't, Fantastic Four is still like on the horizon. Do Is X-Men 96 going to be something? 97. 97? Is that going to be like a thing? I was just thinking that. I don't think so. They gonna somehow use that? I mean, it's it's a bold thing to be making. Why are they making that? Right? Like My nostalgia. Is it just that though? Yes. Or is there is there something else to that? Maybe we'll see. I hope not. I think it'd be fun. I love them. I love the X Men. I'm all about them. Well, hey, hold on. <laughs> I love the X Men too. Don't be no, don't be playing me against me. the X Men. No, you seem yeah, to you seem to be anti X Men right now. I mean, I, I mean, if they were real, I would be, but. Uh, <laughs> you totally would be. Are you kidding me? Well, hold on. I was kidding. No, I don't know, man. The way you treat those robots from Westworld, you would not. Okay, be no. Here's the, the here's X. the difference. They didn't build. <laughs> we're not in the Ultimate Universe. They didn't build the unless we were. We didn't build the X Men. They're pe- they're humans who were born robots. No, or we we built the robots. There's something else. They're not like us. But they can they're breathe. Not like us. Not like us yet. Well, no. But they're not. They're not like us, and not in the way that robots are not like no, us. You're right. Of course, I'm X-Men. right. I love them, dude. They're like the best like encapsulation of all the They're Marvel great. themes. Of, like, I mean, it's like the it's like the tagline, right? Like, they gotta they they defend a world that hates and fears them because it's the good thing to I love. They them. fight the good fight. They fight the good fight, man. They're all about them. The X Men are sweet. They're so sweet. They're sick ass. I read more X Men comics. And now the powers are wild though. And now they never just, get over that. Well, no, that's it's silly. How that, do you have a mutation? Why is like I hate Cyclops' powers. <laughs> they know, make me goofy. so. Mu- we talked about it on the show. It's goofy. And I hate it. It's absurd. They made it. They how went too far. Your, how is your mutation that your eyes are a portal to a different dimension of pure energy? How are you storms and your healing factor and you how are. How is magic? your mutation that you control weather? What animal on the planet <laughs> controls weather? What, how do you evolve to control weather? You're like Wolverine. Ah, he smells real good and has got claws. All right. Okay. Okay. Healing. Okay. Angel. He's got two fully formed massive bird wings. All what? right. Okay, whatever. Nightcrawlers have mammals can't have bird wings. No, we got flying mammals. They're bats. They're bats. He's got angels should have two big leathery bat wings on his back. That's a long genes mutation. I can lift things with my mind. Wow, where'd that come from? Magneto can lift metal. Oh, just metal though. Just metal. Just ferrous metal, eh? Fuck, it's wild. I love it though. Love it all. Okay, so then we get we'll do the okay. So we got the post credits, huh? Mid credits, post credits thing. Yeah. Um, she's just in her bed, and then her bangle goes off, and then boom! It's Academy Award winning actor Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. That's as, as portraying Miss Marvel. I'm playing Captain Marvel. Marvel. She's just there. I don't know what's happening. I I'm truly am lost. I don't know why. why. I mean, I, knew, I think everyone is. It's not on you, big guy. You're right. Thank God for once. <laughs> yeah, she just gets launched through a closet into- door, and then and they switch places. Or I mean, okay. Did Miss Marvel go to That's space? Captain Marvel. Well, it's, yeah. yes. But people were like, oh, is she just, is she just look like Captain Marvel? No. That's Captain Marvel because she's, she's confused. The she's a new person. She is, she is Carol Danvers who is confused as to why she's in this girl's bedroom. She's right? Like, this is not good. He's like, what is this? <laughs> So it's not because some because that's like part of the comic run, I believe. Or, um, Miss Marvel's initial comic run is that she uses her powers to make herself look more like like 
Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, and that's like a part of her arc initially is to be like, hey, now you're your own thing. That's not what's happening here, I don't think. They've like switched places somehow. Yeah. How that dangle is connected to Captain Marvel. Kree. We knew it's Kree, so that kind of all checks out to some extent. Yeah. I don't know. We've, I really hope that the Marvels starts with the scene of her running down the stairs of Kamala's house and her dad being like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> are you Carol Danvers? Really? I mean, that would have made more sense with, with the Inhuman angle of it, though, to be fair, because the Inhumans were made by the Kree. Yeah. So that would have all tied in pretty well if she was like, well, I'm an Inhuman and you're Captain Marvel from the Kree and this and that, but... All right, kind of everything. I think they just don't want to. I just don't think they have any plans to using humans probably going forward, really. Maybe, although, then again, Black Bolt's supposed to be in the Marvels. Black Agar Bolt again. Is he going to be in the Marvels? That's the rumor. Oh, God. And he's. They call him an inhuman in. You know, he's the leader of the inhumans in, in uh, Doctor Mar- Strange there, yeah. so it's not like. I don't know. I just They probably don't have any plans to use it. They're like, we did that horrible TV show. We're not going to touch them for a while. No. Well, so they would rather just establish the X Men, probably. Again, there's only so much they can do in the MCU. They've already point. done a lot. People are already not responding very well to it. So, but yeah, Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels in next year, literally a year from now. So overall, Miss Marvel the show, pretty good, real good. Probably say my third favorite show out of all of them. Yeah, that's probably it. Sounds like a good spot for it. So what's ahead? One division. One division. One, two. <sighs> Moon Knight maybe. Moon Knight's pretty sick. This one and then probably Hawkeye. Hawkeye's pretty good. Hawkeye and this one can probably switch places. I don't know. Sounds good to me. I'll co-op that. We'll co-sign that one. That's the Akatak official ranking. Yeah. Until we get to end of the year. Probably won't change. She'll be good, but I don't she- know if it's dethroning a Hawkeye. <laughs> I, I think it will. <laughs> All right, cool. I, especially for you, based on Little Man Who Flipped in the trailer. Oh, a Little Man Who Flips isn't that <laughs> We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, it's later is the next week, listeners. Um, Comic-Con came in a really inopportune time for us, because yeah. we did the Marvel stuff the day we record. <clears throat> but we don't want to do half and half, so we're just going to do it all next week. Yeah. So we went into this talking about, oh, I don't know if it's really made for us. What's this one? And, Jack, I think this series has been a bit of a learning moment for the two of us. A bit of growth. The two for of us. us. What happened to your voice, there? I don't know. The two of us. Like you're I don't know. Just trying man. to be fun. Just trying to, be, uh, well, all right, leave trying to put a focus. trying to put a show on here. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Damn. sorry. Um, I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Learn teaching moment. It's a bit of a learning moment for us. A couple of white boys, huh? <laughs> I think we've learned something here, Jack. No, no, I'm serious, Jack. This is genuine. Focus. <laughs> Not that focused. <laughs> Not that serious. Um, but so we were all like, "Oh, why? Why do they? What are they making a show about a girl for? Is this for us? A couple of uh, uh, Muslim girls? Is this even a show that a couple of white boys like us could can enjoy?" And we were mistaken, clearly, Jack. Yeah. We went in and we judged a book by its cover, I think. And if we really thought about it for like six seconds, it should have been apparent to us that that shouldn't have been a problem anyways. No. Because it's like, okay, here's the thing, right? And I think, I'm, I don't know if I've said it directly on my show before. Maybe. But like, I, I've had the, a thought before of like, oh, you know, is the whole representation thing a little overrated? Because the thing is, that should be more important to a character other than just like the identity of of them. In, in, like their their membership in a certain group or not is like... Surely the stuff that you identify with a character is, like... The things that they do. The things that they do and are in their actual, like, character. In which sense, Ms. Marvel's membership belonging to the group of Muslim or even being a woman or girl, whatever you want to call it, is kind of, like, secondary to, like, the stuff she does as a hero, which is pretty much the same shit that's super... Nope. Spider-Man. That's what I was saying. She's basically a Spider-Man. Yeah. And so if you're okay with Spider-Man's story and you can relate to Spider-Man's story, then there's nothing... It's like the same damn thing. Yeah. And like, that's... That's all I was... I don't know. I don't know where I was going with all that. 
I think it makes didn't come as well as I was hoping. I'm not trying to, I don't want to anchor your point in the moment, but that's how book marketing works. Covers. Yeah. What? So that's a, kind of a weird saying. Don't you book guys cover? That's how yeah. book marketing well, works. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so it's a weird sign to say. I don't want to say them. I thought about the moment, but I'm like, if I say it, I'll undercut Zach's point and we'll get <laughs> off topic. But I do see what you're saying. Uh, I think, but then, you know, it gets into the thing, as you mentioned, that we've talked about this before, long before you in the show, about how, like, we don't really have a good perspective on that. Well, of course. And that's the like, problem. Well, all the people look like me. What's exactly. the problem? And that's, that's the thing. That's why, yeah. That's why you need these. Sometimes like, think a little bit before we speak on shit like that. Something Muslim goes be like, well, that's me. Right. I have that life. That's exactly, exactly my life. I that, like yes. that. I sh- yes. Thank you for adding that. That's what, that. that's what I meant to preface it all with. It's like sometimes I've had the thought of like, all right, you guys overblow. Oh, okay, do you do you need to have a character that looks like you and think? But that's really stupid for us to say because every Cause, everyone looks like. Yeah, a, every, it's very easy to be like, oh, I'm the majority. Actually, I'll let you have this one. <laughs> I don't want it. I'll let you have this one. Have that's the scraps. Right I don't give me. a shit. Because yeah, ninety percent of characters who are in things still are white dudes. So it's easy to be like, yes, 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 you can have Ms. Marvel. Oh, you, Captain Merrick will be a black fellow now. That's all right with me. I've had Chris Evans long enough. <laughs> yes, I only had Chris Evans for f- seven films. I think <laughs> it shall be all right. That's acceptable. I accept these terms. But like, yeah, obviously it is more important. And and it's easy to say that of like, actually, I can identify with Sam Wilson even though I'm not black. Because yeah, we have 30 other people we can't identify with anyways. So there's nothing wrong with being like, I, obviously the people who watch these, all the, all the Marvel shit, which is still mostly white dudes even now right yeah they watch it there is obviously plenty of fans of this stuff who isn't who, who don't, aren't white dudes who aren't smarmy white men who are not directly represented yeah but then so yeah if they're if they can you know watch fucking moon knight and be like this is cool if they can watch hawkeye and be like i enjoy this anyway obviously we should have known but we should be able to watch Miss Marvel and enjoy it anyways. Yeah. And we did. And look at that. We we apologized for something we said in the past without even Twitter knowing about it. That's right. So no one fuck you, Twitter, if you find this. <laughs> but so, no, I, I think that's a good way to end that. We'll, don't, I don't think we'll do that ever again. By that, I mean I'm doing it next week. <laughs> I'm going to pick something to yell about not enjoying. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this really was a, a lesson for us. And that's all it's all about. Learn lessons from things. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Miss Marvel. How will we rate this out of 10? Out of 10. <laughs> I think no. we do absolutely <laughs> haphazardly with no rhyme or reason. No, sometimes we do it uh, like not really out of 10, just a random skill. I'll give it I'll give it two Wolverines <laughs> out of out of two and a half Cyclopses. Oh. How many X-Men do I give it? Because mm. they don't like each no, other. This is great. I I I'm I'm all about it. I'll give it an eight, probably out of ten. Yeah, fuck what I said though, right? <laughs> Two Wolverines out of a Cyclops. I don't. What was any of it? I don't know. You were saying you started with a number. What yeah, were you no, saying don't, before? Don't talk about my thing in Westworld. No, no, don't come back to that. Oh, oh, yes, I will. <laughs> Fucking dickhead. What? what, what you leave me out to dry? I don't, look at this guy. <laughs> okay, give me, give me. Just do Jean Grey and Emma Frost. Do a nice little four thing because they all fuck each other. They do be having those connected bedrooms or whatever the fuck they're on about. Those it's mad wild. Ones. Cyclops uh, is kind of a chad though. I'm not even gonna front. I don't know, man. Cyclops kind of kind of beta, if you ask me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he had a son. He just sent him to the future. Got, he did. Be, he did be sending that boy <laughs> to the future, though. He was like, "I don't care. Get out of here." Love Cable. Cable's great, man. They gonna do the X? I don't. I don't even know if they can. It's it really is. They kind of already did Cable. This is really open a big can of worms. Technically, for us, Cable so. already exists. Technically, some of X Force already yeah, exists. Yeah, but like, is that gonna? 
Is that going to be actually tied in? I mean, Deadpool 3 is coming. Is it supposed to be connected anywhere, though? Like, this is the, I this hope is the difficulty it's not. Here. The thing about Deadpool movies is they weren't even connected to their own universe. Except for that one scene where they were. Kind of, but, like, it's not. It's just not... It's a joke. The thing <laughs> about the Fox X-Men continuity is that it had, like, seven continuities unto itself. It's true. So... It was I, an onion of continuities. It's wild. It's very difficult to well, piece together. They're, they're, the X-Men really are just so... There's just so many of them. There's just so too much many. stuff to so do. So start killing them off. Yeah, honestly. And, like, there's a lot of good stories there. Like, the thing about Iron Man... Also, they took away Scarlet Witch. She's not even an X-Men anymore. In anything. That's a, I think that's another thing. I think that's a another casualty of the thing I was describing, where they were trying to make everyone not an X-Men. And they were like, we have Scarlet Witch anyways, right? Because they obviously were allowed to use her even before the Fox deal, right? Yeah. Because of Avengers comics and whatever. They had Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. So they're like, you know what? Fuck it. They're not mutants anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're just Mindstone experiments, but also an ancient primordial witch. It's like that, and there's also, like, I think the... It's, it's, it's really not important. Um, <laughs> what I think we're done. Learning lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I had is gone. So let's just leave. All right, I can take out of that into uh, Trailer Trash, Trailer Cash. We haven't done this in a while, all right? Woo, not a, not a bit. Hot minute. Uh, we are doing... A couple of fantasies. House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. House of the Dragon. Let's start with that one. If you could tell by the way I announced those, you can see which one we're more excited about. So it's coming up, man. August twenty first. It's gonna be here before we know it. We I got love a couple it. of things coming out in August. We have yeah, three we do. shows coming out in August. That's right, we do. I think all. Holy shit! Actually, I think they're all on the same day or around the same week. She Elk is the fifteenth. House mm-hmm. of the Dragon is twenty first. When's Andor start? I'm gonna look it up right now. I think now. the twenty something. Probably the twenty second. I'm gonna go in one. Um. Well, so House of the Dragon will be Sunday. 31st, so actually, it's not. Oh, my goodness. See, this is the problem with Comic-Con. Ayo? Oh? <laughs> Great. We're ahead of schedule, dude. Oh, I'm so glad. Shazam. Yeah, we got a bunch of shit. All right. So, <laughs> did you find your dates, big guy? I, I was waiting for this to pop up. I thought this would tell me the date. Hold on. Andor is the 31st. Okay. So, the back half of August, we got a couple things coming. And the Dragon's the 21st, so that's... Same, actually, no. It's actually it's one week after the other. It's She Hulk, then Dragon, then Andor come out right at one premiere one after the other. So I actually was talking completely out of my ass. <laughs> Just not correct. But that's our show. No, we've never been wrong ever. Uh, so an excellent point. The show looks like looks good. I don't know, man. It just looks good. I'm excited. I like. We've said it before. I'll say it again. I'm Kara knows it. We don't hate Game of Thrones as much as everyone. I still I still recall it fondly. We don't. That last season's definitely not perfect, but like. I still rewatched it when I went back last year, watched it all again. You remember that? I do. You told me about it incessantly. It's just great, man. It's very good. And this, this is good stuff. Keeping it up. And I was, I was saying before we started recording here, I've been pleasantly surprised to see that the reaction to this has been pretty positive. People are like excited about Game of Thrones again and are excited to be like in the world again. They're not, because I think there was a worry that everyone's just going to be like, fuck Game of Thrones. It ain't so bad. That, but like, oh, no, I was certainly worried about that. Yeah. But no, people seem on board, which I'm excited about. Everyone. Everyone has, um, like, intentionally uh, forgotten season eight. <laughs> season eight, just washed from the memory, and they're just like, ah, yeah, this is good again, though. And it is. It does look good. He's got the dra- he's got the Targaryen armor on. The black, yeah, with the dragon kind of head. Sick. This does present a pretty confusing picture, I think. This trailer does to anyone who doesn't isn't pretty familiar with the storyline that this this show is going to tell. I would think because I am pretty familiar with it more or less and i was still pretty confused at certain points of like who is who and whatnot there's a lot of flashbacks intercut yeah it seems like there's young and old characters intercut with each other the same character kind of thing uh, but basically this is all it's 
it's all going to be, it's a big war of succession, right? Yeah. So we got the daughter and the son who both think they should be the ruler. And then well, I thought, no, it's the daughter and the brother, right? Isn't, it, isn't that guy his brother? Isn't Damon his brother? No, his, his daughter's married to his brother. I'm pretty sure. Oh. But his daughter is his heir. His daughter is right, his eldest right. and then his oldest son. And they, it's one of those things where it's like, should it be the oldest who's the daughter or the oldest, oldest son. son because he's the son? Because medieval times. I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. I've never been wrong, but don't quote me. <laughs> just just to be safe. I'm pretty sure that he, his daughter married his brother. So, because Targaryens and horribleness. <laughs> oh, yeah. Inbreeding. That's, so that's her, right? That, that's I, That's got to be her. So, I've theorized before that this first season is going to be preface mostly. Mm-hmm. Build up before. I don't think the war is really going to kick off this first season. No, quite. Yet. Just, yeah, it seems a lot of conflicts. We got to we got to establish our our players. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Plus, they say butt money on dragon, but yeah, and like we've talked about, like they're probably going to want to drag at least a couple seasons out of this. So, and I think I've, I've definitely we definitely got into this before, but I think they could easily do three seasons out of it if they want. That seems like a reasonable number to me. But yeah, that would require probably at least one season of just like build up before the comic for the storm. And the king's still around. Spo- spoiler alert! But in order for there to be a succession crisis, the, the king's got to die. The king's got to die. So that's going to be a factor. Got a bunch of Targaryens, huh? They're all just blonde as shit, <laughs> hanging out. Lots of dragons. Blonde. They all be having dragons. You're a big dragon guy, huh? You excited? I'm excited. I love a good dragon. Love a good dragon. Are we killing everybody? There's, there's lots of dragons. They're hatching eggs. They're chilling. Yeah. Again, spoilers for the that book that he wrote. There's lots of dragons All dragons fight. all the time. Dragons fighting each other. Dragons attacking each other. An accurate Iron Throne. We talked about yeah. that last time. Oh, yeah. Lots of dragon riding. Like, Danny does a bit of dragon riding, but she's not really good what? at it. She's not that good at it. No one trained her. No, no, yeah. No, there's no one to teach her. But this but is the these, height of their power. Exactly. They know all about it. This Well, this is the, yeah, the, the kind of peak. Like, it. It really falls off a cliff after this because they all kill each other's dragons in this and war. The, and each other. <laughs> in this war. And so there's like no dragons left after this. It's no. the beginning of the end for them. Oh, we get, oh, the knife. You see the knife? The knife that... Yeah, it's Arya's knife. I think it was. Yeah, there it is. Oh, oh shit. That, I saw it. I saw it. You saw it, yeah? Ah, man, this is exciting. It's coming up pretty soon. I'm glad. Me we too. Th- remember when we were hoping that this was going to come out beginning of this year? That was a pipe dream, it turns out. But it's coming, man. It Lots of eventually. dragons. I don't. Where are her sons? I didn't get a good sense of that. But she's supposed to have like three sons who are all players in this too. Right, they got three. the High Towers, um, who we you know are also characters in the, er, to a lesser extent, but they exist in the Game of Thrones side of things. Um, the Starks aren't mentioned in this trailer, are they? But they're around. No, nah, but they're in the other trailer. They don't do much of anything during no, this war because they're in the north, being like yeah, so cold. Yeah, so winter's coming, fellas. Winter's coming. Hey. Y'all know about this? Hey, have you, <laughs> have you heard? <laughs> we're just coming. Bloody winter's coming. Like, all right, man, whatever. So let's do it. Patented trailer trash, trailer cash. I'll give you. Uh, we know what you're gonna do, Jack. Dragons. So my trailer cash will be that dagger. We'll see my dagger. That's, That's fun. cool. Not trailer trash. You go first for that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna do it? No, I kind of want to do it, but I won't. <laughs> all right, pick yours. <laughs> what did I? What did the actual thing I had? I don't know. It's your brain. All right, I'll go first. Trailer trash. It's not the the flashbacks aren't told. It's kind of just. I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say. It's kind of. It really is kind of confusing. This trailer. Like yeah. I said, if you didn't know what this, if you had no concept, which I assume a lot of people did, just like a lot of people didn't have any concept for what Game of Thrones was before they started watching it. And I would, I would say to this day, the majority of everyone who ever watched Game of Thrones never read the books. So the majority of people who are watching this don't know shit about the books. This would be confusing. <laughs> Very confusing. I don't even know. Would you would you realize that this is a prequel? Even 
It's got. I think some of the yeah. flavor text definitely says, but like, yeah, I think you would. Would you I, be like, is this a sequel to Game of Thrones? <laughs> I I think you would probably think that at first, because uh, if you weren't in the know. But I definitely think this show is gonna. The first thing it's gonna show would be like in the past. <laughs> in the past of what though? Like it's so weird. So you'd be like, this is not. Hold on, way back. <laughs> you guys remember the t- 2011 to 2018 HBO series Game of Thrones? This is before that. This is before that. It's like <laughs> hundred years before that. Fifty years before that. It's like two or three hundred years, I think. Oh, damn! It's a bit. It's good. It's a good bit. Oh, perfect. Because it's really the yeah the way before their power there. Right. That's true. Um, my, my, that's, that'll be my trash. Is as uh, nieces marrying their uncles? Yeah. Not a fan of it personally. That's just me. But you know, you know, that's just you. You and your kooky, crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's. We got we got it all the way. So let's unfortunately move on. Something we don't care. Something we're we're far less excited for. Almost for no reason. To be fair. To be fair to everyone involved. We don't have a great reason for it, do we? But we never have a great reason for anything. So how about you? This is our my shift. So how about you? Not the time to start, is it? Yeah, I mean, a year and a. Let's stick to what we know here. <laughs> I mean, you come here for so, the nine. So, so Game of Thrones was a show that didn't end super great, but we're excited about anyways. <laughs> this is a show that we have no basis for, really. We're but like, we're just mad God, about. God, I hate this fucking show. <laughs> so we really are the worst. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. <laughs> you and I. Oh. Well, the worst people I've ever met. So the Rings of Power on Prime Video here. It doesn't actually look bad. Again, there's not good. a ton of bases. It looks fine. Got the trees of light. Um, I don't. Nothing jumped out at me in this trailer, like in the previous trailer, where there was some uh, kind of sus CGI. But that's to be expected because it's been months and months, and we're getting every day closer to uh, the release. to release the they're they're working those poor, poor animators, for the poor bone. animators tirelessly. Uh, we actually addressed that. Oh, did you get started by Because Jeff's got a because he's yeah. an animation guy, and his I'll spoil it. I guess if you haven't listened to it. His point is just like, hey, all companies, awful. No animators ever, no art person has ever got enough time to do the thing they have to do. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. We never addressed this. I don't think specifically. But bad CGI is is entirely time. a failure of time. Yeah. And money. Time and money. Not like, that oh, is all it comes down draw to. Thing. No. Exactly. They all have the same technology. It is not about, like, more money doesn't buy you better assets or better anything. It's just, it's all about time. How much time do you... To render this... How much time? The money buys you time, and then the time depends how good it comes out. So, if you have a bazillion dollars to throw at a thing, and you can let them work as long as they need, but you say, we have... I got 50 bucks in this this (laughs) paperclip. And half a cheese sandwich. Get... (laughs) Give me whatever you can get done in the next 20 minutes. Give me the golden city of the god in the next 20 minutes, then you get what you get. So You get a blurry pan um, shot. Yeah, as we're getting closer, they're, pre- yeah, presumably, you know, keeping keeping the poor CGI animators away from their, their homes and children for, <laughs> to, for the last couple of months <laughs> to really crank it out. Yeah. Um, but it does look good. I mean, there's a lot to it. This this does seem to have, like, a pretty massive scope. Like, we're touching on every every Faction. race here on Middle Earth, right? Yeah. All the factions and stuff. It's still questionable. Like, it what is this show about, man? And that's that's really comes the down to just, of power. It's about the rings of power. And that's what they say, right? So the showrunners have said like it's all going to culminate in the in the. They said it's going to culminate, but maybe that's just one of the first season or two is going to culminate in the in the what, what would you call it? the forging of the rings. But like, I still got to assume that this is going to eventually deal with the war of the last alliance. It's right? Gotta you're going to do the big war thing, right? You would maybe? you would hope, I, truthfully. But it's again, it's so questionable the way they've they've gone about this. We definitely talked about it last time we talked about one of these trailers. But the whole like they didn't buy the proper rights for all of Tolkien's stuff from from is what well, I've heard at well, least. Well, you've seen, yeah. So it's like this whole thing where they are just using they don't have access to all the characters they should need 
it would seem and they're and also i i said before but it's questionable like it's weird that they're doing the entirety kind of of the second age in this series because of the way that you're just kind of compressing all the big events into this you know really condensed period i don't know i i, I just think it's weird i think they've kind of reverse engineered a show out of this and that's not the way to go about it and i think mm-hmm. it's gonna have some eh. yeah problems but here's the thing about that right neither you nor i are are token scholars of any of any note right no no so i'm not gonna i don't think we're gonna go into this being like well that's not exactly correct so if they show any of their fucking names yeah if this show is good and just presents itself as an interesting and like coherent story in and of itself we shouldn't probably have any problems with it, right? I don't foresee anything. Until I go on the internet, that is, and then I read the Tolkien fans who say, well, this is inaccurate to the And I go, and you're I, right, I'm angry about I this. I light my torch and I get out my pitchfork and we, we, we charge march in the streets. Bezos. But before that, it's like, yeah, we we are not actually the biggest Lord of the Rings fans to be bothered by all this, but I'm just doing it anyways because I play one online. Huh? I love playing old characters. <laughs> I love this game. Uh, so, not a ton. We, yeah, we kind of touched all the factions... Not a ton of like, yeah, again, actual the, story. What are they called? The Gradfoots? Pratfoots? Hardfoots. 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 Yeah. That's kind f- of hobbits. So they're, but like, what are they going to do? What role do they have to play in all this? They're the little guy. Right. But like, are they just going to do that again? That's the thing is like, are you just doing Lord of the Rings again? Yes. Like, that's weird. Because it's not the story that the second age has. <laughs> you're thinking too hard about this, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to be honest with you. I'm just going to do Lord of the Rings again. Again, like the again, I, that's really the best way to describe it. I think is that they're trying to reverse engineer a show out of what they got, which is they said Lord of the Rings is the recognizable part. Let's buy Lord of the Rings rights. Let's not do Lord of the Rings again because no one feels the need for that because those movies are excellent and no one really has any problem problems with, with it, right? It'd be much, it'd be pretty hard to do them better. Not that hard to do them worse. <laughs> so true. let's not let's not really go back into that well quite yet. Let's do a different thing. But okay, let me let me just double check real real quick. What are you double checking about the rights things? Because I've heard it repeated so much. I just want to double check. Make sure you got it all straight. Yeah, yeah. So despite all the rumors, it's still clear that they only have the television rights to the Hobbits, the Lord of the Rings, and its appendices. So the appendices actually has a fair bit of material in it. I think to play around with, <gasps> but not nearly as much as the Silmarillion and like well, unfinished Silmarillion tales. is first age shit, right? Unfinished Tales is a lot of that. The big one, the big source that I would think would be really, really important for this is the, the Fall, Fall of Numenor. Which is the book that is literally about the fall of the, the city. fall of Numenor, and also like a col- it's called the fall of Numenor, but the book is really like the fall of Numenor and other tales from the second age of Middle Earth, which has a ton of the shit in Middle Earth, like the forging of the. I'm pretty sure that book has the forging of the rings in it. You gotta read that book. Yeah, maybe we'll read it. Good a big read, huh? Is it any good? Are any of the ones that he didn't actually publish? I've yet. I got unfinished tales a while ago. I've not even touched it. So it's um, J.R. Tolkien's second age writings, edited by Brian Shib- Sibley. It uses the tales of the years in the appendices to present the content of the Second Age, including the foundations of Numenor, the forgings, the forgings of the Rings of Power, the last alliance against Sauron, blah, blah, blah. So that seems like the fucking source they should be using for this show, no? Absolutely. So I don't know what they're going to do, man. Whatever they want. They don't give a Clearly. shit. Like, I've said, yeah, like Galadriel being this, like, rough and tumble, like, I'm out in the, like, good honor. I think that's cool. I That's, we'll get to that, but, like, I think Galadriel looks cool and all, but it's, like, that's not Galadriel's role at this point in time. She's supposed to be, like, the She's majestic forest lady. Because she did all that fighting in that age. The last in age the last age. You yeah. were there. The first right. one. The first one we got. Elrond should just look old. But it's, I think. Here's doing, the thing. They got to be doing first age stuff, too. Because they, there's literally a shot things. of the gotta trees. Be. There's got to be, the like, trees flashbacks. of light. There's no I don't know. I, Jack, I don't know. Is Melkor going to be there? The Great Spider. 
I don't know. It, is it gonna are those trees sap? destroyed in the first stage? Yeah, Melkor yeah. and the big spider like destroyed in the fall them. of different a different uh, city. Go <laughs> on. Building. There's a bunch of no go go on. Dale? There's a whole book about that. There's another yeah, a separate book. Is that I don't think yeah. There's two books about things falling. Gondolin. 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 That's the one I think. That's the t- yeah. That's the city with the big trees and shit, right? Is Gondolin? I think that's where Glorfindel dies, bro. My, that's where my homie goes down. Pretty sure it is. No, I, th- I, don't, I think that city's on Middle Earth, not the Undying Lands. Yeah, I know. But that wouldn't have been when the trees were destroyed. The trees, they go to Middle Earth after the trees are destroyed. Oh. Are the trees in the Undying Lands? Yeah. Oh. Well, I have no fucking clue. Well, that's that's the voiceover in this, right? Yeah. There was like a time before war. The sun. We, we lived in the, we lived in the, it was sick ass. The light of the trees. Before we had anything bad happen. <laughs> before, before that big spider came and fucked everybody up. Before, yeah. Literal Satan came. The dark one, even. Yeah, kind of. I love Glorfindel. I should put Glorfindel. Why don't you sure fucking you kiss him? What if I could? You think I would? <laughs> oh hey, oh hey, hold on. I'm not <laughs> no, saying I would. Glorfindel in this show. That's all I'm gonna say. Let him kill a Balrog with his hands. I will be forgiven if they put. Yeah, what if he punches one to death? Balrog with his hands. He probably did. How do you think he got that last one? That's true. He probably <laughs> dropped his sword in the big fall and he probably just went, punched the bunch. Put him up. He, he probably rolled up his sleeves. <laughs> put up your dukes. Put up your dukes. Let's build us like men, and they had to beat him up. Well, a Balrog is only supposed to be like a seven foot tall man, not a big demon with wings. And is horns. that true? Yeah. Oh. Apparently, they're not supposed to look like a big. Fucking hell, Peter Jackson ruining Tolkien once again. Well, Christopher Tolkien Son hates the movies. Bitch. Well, that's what I must said, turn man. my head away. Fuck <laughs> off, Christopher Tolkien, you bitch. Come on. They were good. Those movies are sick ass, dude. Yeah. Everyone loves those movies. Don't be not that my, guy. No, my friend doesn't like those movies. Because they're not. No, he, you know, oh. he watched it. He watched the first one. He's like, Jack, I watched it. And I was like, did you like it? And he went, no. So is he just not a fan? I mean, because that is a that is not an. I mean, we say yeah. everyone likes it, but we mean everyone in like nerd circles. Yeah. There's obviously plenty of people who would turn that shit on and just be like, "This is boring." Boring. He didn't. He thought it was boring. I'm like, but it's Lord of the Rings. He wasn't a not a, the Tolkien because that's a whole other side of thing. You get deep enough into Tolkien and you hate the movies because they're not a good. They're not accurate. No, enough. no. That's a whole thing. He's, You're like, what did they do to Shadow Facts? You come back all the way. Yeah, around. you come all the way back around. You're like, they letting Glorfindel save Frodo on the river. Why? Why they put Ar- Arwen instead of Glorfindel? Where's Tom Bombadil? You say, fuck Tom Bombadil. Well, I sing. I say so. But gives <laughs> a shit. I, I wear don't. boots. <laughs> fuck off. Um, they're making the rings. It looks like right. Sorry, that's what I think this is. Sorry, looks like. Yeah. Where's Glorfindel? He'll show up. <laughs> just, just no. I, that's not what I meant to say. I'm actually meant to say where's Celebrimbor? Is he in the show or what? He should be. How can you make the Rings of Power without him? Unless they just totally retcon all that, which wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. But we should know who his cast is. I feel like, right? Let me do Celebrimbor Rings of Power. I don't know. We got nothing. It 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 does not appear. Oh wait, no, he's there. He's there. Hallelujah, huzzah! Oh, that's him. Is that him? That was Elrond. If that's okay, if that's the if oh, this no, is that's the Undying Lands because that's the shot from the beginning. Or is this Gondolin? Let me see that. I remember I said it I was Gondolin. Said, I this... thought people loved it. Thought it was Gondolin. I thought that's what everyone I, said. I said that when this picture came out, and you said, "Why would you think that?" You were very <laughs> dismissive of me when this image came out a year ago. I thought ever the people more knowledgeable than me, I thought also that was that was Gondolin. I said it was Gondolin too, and you scoffed at me. You said, yeah, "How we you... scoff each other a lot?" I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but man. you went, "Why would you know?" I that? don't know. And then I felt bad and I cried about it. I wrote it in my diary. Zach was very. I was probably it. meaning. That. To to give the most charitable view of myself and probably make no, myself no. being correct. No, no. See the trees in the background. I probably said that. I probably was saying it as like I was looking for an explanation. Oh yeah. I like just what makes you think this so that I can understand? And I said, ah, just the city, the only city I know. Is Calbrimbor that old? I don't know either. Oh, there, this guy. This is Calbrimbor. That's Calbrimbor. That's apparent. Who is Charles Edwards? Or is that a different guy? Talking to the mic. Five seasons for Rings of Power. How do you feel about that? Too many seasons. <laughs> they already have five seasons mapped out. At least they got a map. They're not like fucking writing this as they go. 
Okay, yes. So Charles Edwards will be Keller Brumbor. There you go. So he's in the show. Perfect. All right, so my um my trailer cache. This has been a fucking shit show of a I really do think Galadriel looks pretty sweet in the armor. Even though I don't know if I agree with the idea that Galadriel is a is down in the muck with a sword in her hand armor on because she's got like real powerful magic. Yeah. She doesn't have one of the rings yet though, so I guess it's kind of its own so I don't know. I don't know. I question that. But I do think she looks cool anyway, so I'm giving it a, I think that's good design. Again, we're kind of being hard on the show because everyone is, I guess. But really, more than anything, it's not anything specifically wrong with this. I said this before the show, right? I'm sure everyone who's working on the show is doing their best and is doing well and has the best intentions. I just don't know what it is and why it needs to exist. Right. I think it's questionable that this show... I really do think that Jeff Bezos wanted to brute force a Lord of the Rings series into existence, and this is what we got. And while there's some definitely some something to it, it's also like, but why? But why are we doing this? And I can't, I just can't shake that feeling. But I do think there is some of like the classic, like really good, you know, um, prop and, and set design and stuff that is, is shining through a little bit from the swings. Because that's, that's one of the things those they're absolutely heralded for, right? Is like all the armor and weapon design and stuff in those movies is absolutely top tier. So that'll be mine. What's your cash? Um, I would say, I think the visuals look really nice. The big shot of the trees. I like that. Looked cool. That's my trailer cache. The light trees and nine dying lands. Trailer trash, no dragons. What is this in the very beginning here? The, the like, boat? This? No, give me a second. This? Oh, no, it's a, I'm a flying beast. Look at, look to the sky. Not here. <laughs> that eagle? The eagle. Okay. This, are you talking about when no, they're no, in no, the no. snow? I'm talking about, like, right here. That. Is that an That's eagle? That's an eagle. Okay. It's got bird wings. One of the eagles? Yeah. Love the eagles, eh? Why didn't they just fight Mordor? You know why. They get shot down. Be the most obvious thing in the world. They'd just be like, well, let's just shoot him. He had that big eye, remember? He was looking all yeah. the fucking place. You wouldn't see a bunch of eagles? Even the book, it wasn't an eye, apparently. <laughs> I know. I, well, I, yes, I know. I don't remember. I don't remember the books once, and I'm like, these aren't... That is a fabrication kind of... of the movies, and that's why I look away. I must look away. I must avert my eye. <laughs> There's a lot of singing in the books. The books take a long time to get started. I know. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, they do. I think the movies are better. I watched the movies first, and then I read the books, and I was like 13, and I was like, my 13-year-old brain was like, these are fucking boring yeah i mean it's it really is like an older style of writing obviously i mean they're old books um yeah and like, I, no, I really no messages like, though no allusions to world war i, I doubt it dude i never got the that. trees attack the trees attack the production that seems like that like, i mean obviously nothing but nothing but love for J.R.R. tolkien but that feels like him like trying to deny that of himself right yeah, that he wasn't affected. He didn't have shell. No, it was, no, like sho- it was like a soldier boy moment. He was like, I don't have fucking PTSD. Nah, bro. You had My experience shot. in the fucking most horrific, the most war. horrible war of our of all time um, definitely didn't color my writings in these. What are you talking about? There's zero allusions to that. Allegory? <laughs> I spit on allegory. I say? Trailer trash? I say my trailer trash. We good? Did you say your trailer cash? Just the visuals? Yeah, my trailer trash. Will be that the elves. I think the elves should have straighter hair. I think it looks nicer and more regal and like not ethereal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like all these quaffed short hair guys. I like it. I think it's sick when all the elves, the dudes included, just have long ass, like super straight, ethereal, elfy hair. Because otherwise, they just look like dudes. They just look like dudes so so often. Like Mm -hmm. Elrond, this just looks like a guy. Here's the thing: if this is at the end of the Second Age. In Lord of the Rings, we and obviously, like I, I don't know how directly the the timelines and the and the continuities are supposed to be related here, right? But in Lord of the Rings, in the very beginning, we see Elrond leading the armies of the elves at the end of the Second Age, and he looks and like he just looks like he's grieving because he's an elf and he's immortal and he doesn't age. So why is Elrond in this like this young dude with like coiffed blonde hair? He gets a change of style. He gets all edgy. 
His hair is supposed to be black. I did look that up, didn't I? Didn't I fact check it the one time? In the books? Whatever. I don't care. All right. What's that? We done? (laughs) We're done. I can take out of that until you're going to do your segment. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. So on my trip that I've went on to to Untold Lands... Um, well, you were well, according, well. You listen, of course. You were bound in Shale Ghoul. I was, but yes, I was bound in Shale Ghoul. But they let me. They let me bring some light reading material with me. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not a monster. It's right. So I read uh, the Brandon Sanderson novel Warbreaker, and I figured we're doing we- a. I don't know how this happened, listeners, but we started doing a segment <laughs> where Zach just reads a Brandon Sanderson book that I haven't read, and because he reads faster than me, and I'm reading Wheel of Time as well, he just blows right by me. That's right. So I was mulling over how I was going to introduce this and try to, and I. I just every every iteration, even in, within my own head, ended in just um, calamity, nonsense, rambling, like a Bernard situation. Yes, yes, exactly. All all you'll <laughs> sell for the tuna situation. All roads <laughs> led to destruction. So I figured, wait a minute, I'll just read the back real quick to lead us in. How do you how do you feel about that? I feel like that's the most logical thing I've right. done. <clears throat> I don't. So okay, full disclosure, this is the first I think of any Brandon Sanderson thing. Yeah, that I've actually read. Um, not listened to audiobook wise. So my pronunciations are. I don't. I don't have them reading into my ear a million times. So I don't know how you say this city. It's the first word. Let's but see. I think it's, I'm great at pronouncing things. I think you it's Tetelier. Tetelier. Do you just skip the T? Well, yeah, they're silent, obviously. <laughs> it's for for anyone at home. It's T apostrophe T E L I R. It's probably Tetelier. Tetelier. Tetelier, capital of Halandrin, is a colorful city by the sea where colorful crowds bustle through sunny streets and worship heroes who have been reborn as gods. Ruled by the silent, mysterious god king, the pantheon is nourished by offerings of breath, the life force that keeps them youthful. Exiled in Idris, the formal royal family reluctantly betrothed the princess to the god king. Arriving in Tetelier, she finds both the city and the marriage are not at all what she expected. Her only ally is Lightsong, a god who is skeptical of his own divinity, who fears that war with Idris is inevitable. Meanwhile, another new arrival in Tetelier, one who bears the sentient sword Nightblood, makes cunning plans based on the unique magics of Halandrin, which uses color to focus the power of breath. Plans that could change the world. So he got that necro sword? He's gonna kill Guts with the necro sword? Did you just got? Did you just give him Gord the God Butcher? <clears throat> you may be surprised by just how accurate you are with that one, Jack. I'm never surprised. Um. So that's a, that's a lead-in. So I I really like this book. Um. Quite a bit, actually. And I, I didn't mind Elantris You like at all. a Brandon Sanderson thing? I like the Brandon Sanderson thing, if you can believe it or not. Shocking. And I didn't mind Elantris at all, and I think I like this a fair bit more than Elantris. And um, I was going to... I told you about this. So, going into it, I was like, at least for the first, like, two or three chapters, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this feels very, very similar... To a book I just read. To the last Brandon Sanderson book I read, which is Elantris. And so, I was like, is this... Now, this is the most unprofessional thing that's ever happened on the show. <gasps> But so I had this thought, and I gave it a quick Google because I was like, "There's no way I'm the first person to ever have this thought." And not I wasn't. Economy, not in this. <laughs> and I wasn't. So I found this Reddit thread that I was going to read, but I can't. All right, here it is. There's a post from March 1st of this year. So just recently, someone uh, else wrote them both. So um, just you got some bullet points as to how they're similar, right? And obviously, these are intentionally like kind of vague to like convey the point. And I will say, after the first, like, three or four chapters, when you really start getting into the story, you're like, all right, they're not that similar. It was just it was just kind of funny. So, one, a princess from a foreign land gets married off to the king of the main kingdom of the world. Two, the king is a member of a godlike group with access to incredible power. Three, some people come back as godlike beings. Four, the godlike beings are sequestered off from the rest of society. Five, the land that the princess is from and the king are at odds, marriage to show a form of union. Six, the third group that is pulling the string and wants to incite violence to take over slash gain independence. Seven, a POV character. Um, I won't. I won't read that one. I'll see if there's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, maybe I won't read the rest of these because I think you get the idea, right? Yeah. So that's kind of because I was like, wait, yeah, we have a princess going off across the sea to marry the the other character. And I was like, and I was like, this is very similar. And again, it it does not turn out to to be quite so, but I just thought that was funny off the top. So what did I like about this, Jack? We'll keep it vague because I don't actually want to spoil it for you in case you or anyone wanted to read it, especially because you haven't read it. So what would be the point of all that? Not discuss really. spoilers. But I really like the characters in this one. So the princess who gets married off thing, right? It's actually a bit of a it's a bit of a misdirect there. So, and this happens in the first chapter, or first two chapters. It's not really a spoiler, so I'll just come out with it. So, you have the oldest sister of this pro family, right? Who's the one who that they make this treaty with, and they're going to marry her off to the king, right? But then when the when the game day comes, the king is like, I don't want to do it. I like that daughter. I'm going to send the youngest daughter, who I don't like very much, <laughs> because she's like this rebel, like not following the rules kind of character, right? So you can imagine, right? It's classic tales all this time. You got the younger sister who's like, the, the rebel not following rules, like wild child, and then you have the oldest sister who's like this prim and proper, falls everything. She's been trained her whole life, like groomed basically to be this king. They've, they've like tutored her and trained her in, you know, every way that they can to prepare for this. But when the day came, the king was just like, nah, I like this one more. <laughs> I'm going to send my least favorite daughter. And so you have the daughter who, her whole thing was that she never expected to amount to anything and like thought that she was kind of useless. And she kind of like reveled in that because she was like, ah, no one expects anything of me. I can just be Whoever I want. Carefree. And then all of a sudden, she has to go do this really important thing <laughs> that she's not all prepared for. And the kind of dichotomy of that is that her sister, who trained her whole life for this one thing, has suddenly had that taken from her. And she's like, well, now I'm the useless one. What the hell do I do? And so she follows her sister there to try to save her. And that's, you know, the space of the cat the whole whole book there. And it's really interesting the way he writes the two of them because they kind of, like, that dichotomy is played off the entire book through, right? You have this, um, you know, he uses it for, like, Com- almost almost like comedy at times where like you'll have that classic tropey moment where the, the one sister be like oh i bet if only my other sister could see me and then you know it'll cut to her and it's like you know the opposite kind of thing right. that uh that's because she'll be like oh my bet my sister's having a horrible time and it'll cut to her her sister and she's actually like not having so bad of a you know one of those and they kind of flip-flop if you if you can imagine jack they do the thing where they kind of pass each other and then suddenly the the you know, the less responsible sister learns that. It learns responsibility and things. The other one loosens up. That's right. So that's kind of fun. The, the, they're both really interesting, um, well-reasoned characters. And the other main character is that the god that was mentioned there, Light Song, who is one of the gods, but he's like, how does this god thing work? Why am I a god? Because the, the thing is that when you come back as a god, you don't remember your actual life. They tell you that what happens is you die doing something incredible and heroic, right? I feel like that's not true, though. And then you come back as a god, right? And that's why you're a god. So you don't remember what you did, but they tell you that, well, if you came back, that must have mean you did something great. And that's why you get to come be a god. And he's like, I don't know about all this. Now, if I know fantasy writing, I'm going to think that's not really true. And that's a twist in the book. Maybe, Jack. I'm going to say it was. It might be. Let's, let's see read and find it. <laughs> but it's also Brando uh, Sando. Here's a twist. Brando Sando will be earnest. So maybe think of that too, hmm? No. He's not afraid to be like an earnest, like, you know what? Sometimes nice things do happen to people. Yeah, but the one God King's evil, isn't he? Maybe. I thought he was evil. Okay. Didn't you just read that? That he was? I did read that. <laughs> so, not really, yeah. So, um, I think that the kind of tertiary character, he doesn't really, he gets a handful of um, point of view chapters, but he's not really one of the main ones, Um, is also really interesting in this book. I think this book, not even I think, this book has more implications for stormlight if that kind of thing interests you it's in the cosmic though right yeah well so and so is elantris and elantris has some references that make their way into it but um the thing about this one is that some of the actual characters 
do appear in Stormlight for oh. like several books. So, wow, that's a factor. Yeah, yeah. Was that important? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like they are not important characters in Stormlight necessarily. But they show up, but they do show up. Is it a shard? No. So the shard is not mentioned at all in this one. Um, the shards really are not. That's a thing. That's a weird thing about. It. Like I had to look it up because I was like, I couldn't even tell you who the shard was after reading this book. The shard of um Nalthus. And that's the thing is like the shards really. They're there and they have a role, but like they're kind of ancillary to most of the. Well, though they're important to Mistborn as well, I know, but not as important as there's Stormlight. No, Stormlight, it's like a major plot point that the characters are all aware of and discuss. I mean, that's like, like the most. It's almost like they're the ones that know it's like know that it's real. Yeah, they kind of can like they're like, well, this is what it is, no matter what. Like they've cracked the they've Stormlight. Cracked the they're science. kind of in the meta of it. Yeah. yeah, they're like, well, this is the shard. We need this, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, I don't know what we're doing here, but this is kind of how the magic works. We got maybe. And I meant to look it up, but like this, this has to take place some amount of time prior to Stormlight mm-hmm. for that to be true, of course. Um, I don't know how how long it could be a while based on some some factors, but I want to talk about that. The shard is um, God, no, not up again. It's like the shard of like giving or something of caring, God, c- kind of all of God's caring. Too bad someone got all of God's hate and it was the most evil guy among them. Just quick fun fact: so its endowment is the shard. So it's about endowing people like gifts. Um, what about which, the other kind of endowment? Yeah, all of it. What what endowment? I mean, more of the innuendo kind. I think that too. I think everyone on on Nalthus is well endowed, very well endowed in all reality. Sounds like the best place to live. But so it mentioned in here, right, the the blurb about colors and stuff. It's all this like very beautiful, colorful city. That could be a factor because maybe the people on Nalthus are naturally more endowed with like artistic abilities and talents. But she's also the it's a it's a a female who's got the shard. It's the holder, right? She's not totally giving because there's a part in there's a part where someone asks for help in stormlight and she's not just like freely giving everything so the the intent of the shard has limits um it's not really important though what i want to talk about was the magic on office so it's called awakening right um and it's related to breath so the idea is that everyone born on office has a breath in them and some of the characters and some of the like cultures of the in presented in the book think that a breath is similar or tantamount to your soul they we go to learn that it's not basically but it's Still, remember that everyone gets one, but if you lose yours, you're not like damned for Yeah, hell. you're all right. You really don't notice. But the thing about the breaths are is that you can get a bunch of them um, if you like buy them from people and stuff, and then you can use them for magic. And they also have like passive effects. So if you have, if you get enough of them, you start to like see colors and things better. Just just your general awareness of everything increases. So colors, sound, they have different heightenings where once you get a certain amount of breaths, you reach basically a new tier. Right. When you they th- those afford you different abilities, so you can have um, at a certain point you get recognition of other people's breaths. Then you get perfect pitch. Then you get perfect color recognition. Perfect life sense. So life sense is this concept they describe in this, um, which isn't real necessarily, but it's based on the idea that let me find the quote right here. This is okay. My bad. Sorry. Sorry for that, Jacob. That's right. It's they describe license as it is the awareness that all men have for others. That thing which whispered a warning in the drowsiness of sleep when someone entered the room. Like a sixth sense kind of thing. That idea that, yeah, we all kind of have it. Like you can uh, you somehow know when people are staring at you kind of thing, which we don't really have a good explanation for. It's just a thing people kind of think that you have. It's that. But when you get a bunch of breasts, it's way more. You can start to like you can start to literally like force sense people, basically. And then the thing you can do with breasts is that you can put them into inanimate objects to make them kind of alive themselves. Like and a Westworld. No. <laughs> well, they'd make Not quite. Well, there, there is a Westworld element because they have like zombie soldiers that they can do, actually. Oh, you, could, you can get a dead body and reanimate it to be a soldier for you. But so you can do it to anything, right? Um, and they basically describe it as like the closer it is to a human 
in like shape and approximation, the easier it is. So in material as well, like it's very difficult, if not impossible, to awaken stone or metal. But like organic materials are easier. And then if it's in the vague shape of a human, like there's a lot of like making little figurines of people. Like if you take a bunch of straw, make it into the vague, like a little straw and doll, that's little, that's pretty easy to awaken. It takes less breaths. And so they do that for magic stuff. It's pretty cool. I don't know. I just think it's really interesting. The whole concept of the breasts and like how you get them and stuff is cool. And then like you can lose them all. If you put them into a thing and then you never get, you never touch that thing again, they can just be gone forever to you. Touch um, it again. Yeah. You got to touch it again to get them back. Oh, and the, so the other thing is like there's, um, it's the three, the three components are you need the breaths, you need color. It uses color to focus it. So when you awaken, it drains the color from things around you. So like your clothes, if you've got like bright colors on, it'll go away. So you need the color and then you need in the command word. So it's very important that you like speak clearly and like intentionally. Yeah. And the commands are like, there's, there's a limited amount of them. Basically, you can't just say anything and everything. Um, they kind of like have like a, the awakeners know a, a certain number of, of commands that will work and do stuff. And yeah, you know, I just thought, it, I thought it was really kind of a fun one. I found it more interesting, at least than, um, Andor was in Elantris, which is fine, but like this, I just thought this was neater. I think it's pretty interesting, pretty unique, I'd say. It's more akin to like the lashings and the surge binding to an extent for what yeah. you can use it for. Because you can like, you can be like a cool adventurer fighter kind of guy with them running around. And I was also reading that on, on the wiki today that like you can actually, apparently it's canon that you can use, you can do awakening with other types of investiture that isn't breaths. So maybe. Someone in Stormlight on Rashar could use Stormlight for Awakening somehow, if you could somehow work that all uh, out. An awful godforsaken planet. Yeah, so that's kind of cool as well, I thought, yeah. that you can use Stormlight maybe. What did I say? I don't know. The Light Song is that other god character. He's really good. He's very funny. So I, I do want to actually touch on that just a little bit. Because people, some people kind of don't like Brando's comedy. That's kind of a, a sticking point with him. You just kind of a lover, you hate it kind of thing. People have pointed out, and I can't disagree, that a lot of his like funny characters are written similarly, which I think makes sense. Like if the guy's got to write comedy; he's gonna write comedy how he like knows how. Yeah, and so it's all gonna come out similarly to an extent. I think it's fun, but I could if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. I wouldn't like. I don't know. I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong for that. Right. The thing about it is that obviously being in a book, right? There's no you timing. know there's no timing to rely on. No visual gags. There's no visual. Sure. There's no expressions. I was gonna say like delivery. Yeah. Right, there's no delivery to rely on. It's just written word, and so a lot of them are like jokes and and like humor that conveys that is like translated well to just straight writing. So it's like puns and like like very wordy kind of yeah turns of phrase and stuff, which I enjoy, and not even necessarily from like a laugh out loud perspective every time. I'm not gonna pretend like I sat there absolutely like in stitches, in, yeah, in stitches every single time, but just from like ah that's fun or like I appreciate the the wit of it and like the the writing of it and the, you know all of that. So. I think it's cool, and that's that is Light Song's whole thing. <laughs> he's just like a very funny, and again, like it said, he's a god who doesn't he questions his own divinity, right? So the whole book, he's like taking it very non seriously, and like, oh, am I really a god though? What if I'm just a blah blah blah? I'm just a, I probably just died doing something stupid, don't we think? Yeah. So he's not taking it very seriously at all. So that's his whole thing. So I feel like if you didn't, if you were one of those people who didn't care for Brando's comedy, those chapters might not be as very enjoyable for you. And that's you know a good portion of the book here. So. But overall, big big recommend out of me, I guess. I thought it was fun. I thought the world was, was well done. I mean, if there's anything Brando can do, it's freaking world building, right? Oh, yeah. It's like his thing. And he loves that magic, dude. He really is. Like, he's he's talked before, like, oh, I'm the magic system guy now, <laughs> for better or worse. And he really is, because he really, you're like, man, he's, he's great. He does this thing just about every book that I've noticed, which is, like, the first chapter 
It's just a, it's just like the magic. Whether whether the magic gets used again for the book for a while, right? Yeah. Like in this one, the very first chapter is a chapter that is gives you a quick kind of like you know intro course on on awakening and how it all the whole magic system works, and then you don't have an awakener show up again for a good long while or do any awakening. But it's just like you have got that primer to you, and it's very similar for Stormlight. The prologue for the Way of Kings has a character do do um, search binding. Search binding doesn't come up much at all in the first book at all because they're just figuring it out and all, right? Yeah. So, well, yeah. Tell, would, would recommend, Jack. Big fan. I'll have to add to my list of things to read. I like Warbreaker. And I told you, this is a spoiler, but I'll, I think it's, it's fine. They do uh, they do say the title of the book in the book. Nice. There you go. I'm the Breaker of War. Something like that. Well, that's all I got to say? Yeah, I think so. Perfect. We're going to wrap it up out here then. Call it episode. Nice. Quick two and a half is known to do now. <laughs> As always. Fair bit of that's getting cut. Yeah, it's getting left right on the cutting room floor. Oh, yeah. A lot of it was just kind of us sitting here waiting to find a thing. It's true. We did a fair bit of that this episode. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to restart the ending. <laughs> but, always, yeah, thanks so much for listening, as always. You know, you always can find us on Twitter and on Gmail at Ecotech Jazz, Ecotech J-A-Z, on Instagram at The Ecotech Podcast. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere you find podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Samsung Podcasts, even. Our logo was done by friend of the show and now special guest, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. Our intro was done by a friend of the show, Artist Celery Salt. He's going to have music eventually, I think. I don't fucking know. I'll keep you posted, maybe. And as always, we wrote it. We produced it. We built all the sets. So good night to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night. And Godspeed.